Hello, Play the Game family. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. This episode is brought to you by Lone Wolf Paintball. They are an amazing online supplier and have been around since the beginning of the game as Michigan's premier paintball field and paintball supplier since 1987. They are rapidly expanding into the online retail space and supplying everything you need to be the best paintball player you can be. They have got it all. Head over to LoneWolfPaintball.com and shop all of your favorite brands. And they also boast amazing customer service and will have this out to you with same-day shipping, which is amazing. It's always nice to know that your stuff is on its way immediately so you can start to use it that very next weekend of play. Check out their YouTube Lone Wolf Paintball and their Instagram at Lone Wolf PB and stay up to date with all of their deals and sales. Play the Game Podcast is immensely honored to have them on board and we cannot wait for you guys to check out LoneWolfPaintball.com and become a part of their community. Today's episode is brought to you by Heel Brand CBD. They are a CBD powerhouse and they are moving and shaking in the paintball community in 2021 and beyond. So be on the lookout for them. They have something amazing called Nano CBD, which is water soluble and has ultimate absorption rate into the human body and is true nanotechnology, which is a raw hemp oil that is put through an additional refinement process to break up the large CBD particles into microscopic greatness so that it can move more easily through your cell walls in your body. Uh, Nano provides faster and more complete absorption into your endocannabinoid system and a little bit of this stuff goes a long way so it's going to last you a very long time. They have Nano Amp Energy Shots, Nano Knockout Sleep Aid, they have CBD for your pets and cool down cream for your muscles after a long day of paintball and we truly believe that everybody deserves the opportunity to heal and they want to help you do that. So head over to HealBrand.com and use code PLAYTHEGAME for 10% off. We absolutely love HealBrand and can't wait for you to check them out. This episode is brought to you by the one and only G2 Paintball. If you are in Arizona or on the West Coast and soon to be nationally, be on the lookout for G2 training dates and be sure to sign up. They are a paintball athletics company designed to help you become the best paintball athlete imaginable by running you through all of the different moves and techniques that you need to know and you're going to be implementing on the paintball field. So that way when you get into the situations, the muscle memory is dialed in. You are also going to learn skills. You're going to learn tactics and of course the agility which is training to maximize your performance on and off the field this stuff is used by myself and Marcelo and we're pushing paintball players to become pro or just dominate in your division don't make excuses out there physical fitness is at an all-time high in paintball and you cannot win paintball tournaments unless you are ready to go physically on Sunday when you're dead tired and you're ready to hold up that trophy with your friends and family so you got to be prepared and G2 will help you do that head on over to g2paintball.com also check out their Instagram at g2paintball and give our man Victor Gamboa at Gamboa Limited. That's his Instagram. A follow and support him as well. It's owned and operated by Victor and Rusty and they're doing tremendous things in the sport. We absolutely love G2 and we cannot wait for you to get involved. So have some fun with G2 Paintball. Today's episode of PTG is brought to you by Transfuse, the amazing premium rapid hydration multiplier and immunity fortifying formula that is scientifically designed to replenish you at the cellular level. 
and they use all natural ingredients in their products. It is packed full of zinc, vitamin B6, vitamin C, sodium, potassium, and choline. And when you take this product, you are going to feel the difference on and off the field. I know that playing paintball with Transfuse has been a game changer and it will be for you as well. If you head over to translabs.com, that's T-R-A-N-Z-L-A-B-S.com and use code PLAYTHEGAME, you will get 10% off. And if you subscribe to a monthly delivery service, you get an additional 10% off. So you can take advantage of a total of 20% off on these amazing products. Also, head over to their Instagram at transfuse.official and check them out and be on the lookout for their new flavors and brain booster nootropics that are coming soon. We absolutely love Transfuse from top to bottom, one of the best companies in the world with the greatest people running it. So head on over and become a part of their community and check them out. That was an insane inside move by Marcelo Margot. Great communication. Crowd starts chanting Harmon. Great, great shot by all the guys. So Tyler Harmon saved that game. Came out with two wins. Marcelo Margot was on fire. What's going on, PTG fam? Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. We are back. We're back from the Chicago Windy City Major. It was a fantastic event. And if you guys got to watch, you know that Alex Frazier played out of his mind. He came away with a total sweep. Finals MVP, event MVP, he got the golden barrel. He was just dynamite and absolutely electric for our team. It was vintage Alex Frazier, uh, with a little bit of aged fine wine. It was so awesome, so uh, just brilliant and somewhat magical to see his performance throughout the weekend. And, um, you know, understanding why and how that came to be was uh, a really interesting part of this show. So, Without further ado, guys, we're going to hop in here, and we hope you guys enjoy this time with the one and only Alex Frazier. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the MVP from the NXL MVP. Windy City MVP. Open, <laughs> Alex Frazier, my man, the Hormesis God, the Hormesis King. I mean, probably the brightest light in paintball right now. How's it going, dude? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Still, uh, still riding my high. Um, you know, no place I'd rather be than talking to you two guys on here. Hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. MVP, dude, you played out of your mind out there. It was spectacular to watch. Um, you know, you historically are one of the greatest snake players to ever play. So to see you, you know, round out this tournament with that kind of a performance was awe-inspiring to not just, you know, the pros, but for all paintball players, giving hope to the community. Like, if you're a youngster, look at Al. He's out here catching MVPs at the age of... 32 <laughs> how old are you al let's see i was born in 1936 <laughs> so for 2000 are you 37 carry the one 38 i'm 38 i'm 38 okay 38 or 28 and holding there we go say, yeah. <laughs> dude you know what's so funny about that is i remember when i was on infamous with lasoya i think i was 20 he would always say i'm 28 and holding and I was like, dude, that's still old. You're old, dude. <laughs> you're, you're old, buddy. <laughs> 28. That's a. Why wouldn't you be like 25 and holding or something? And yeah, I remember coming I up and looking old. at guys like, you know, Davey and Maddie, and those are like the old guys. And yeah. like, uh, they were like 20, 25, 26 <laughs> at the time. So, you know, and like, like, you know, Bruno and Saransky, like they were the old guys and they were like in their 30s, you know, early 30s. So, yeah. 
yeah, now now we're definitely the old guys. But I feel like we've done a pretty good job of uh, you know, preserving our bodies without sucking down cigarettes and and you know, cheeseburgers. So mm-hmm. um I Oh, feel there's like a major a difference in that. You see it across all sports too, you know. That's why Tom Brady's still able to do what he does. LeBron is doing what he does. It's because athletes across the board, I think, take care of themselves uh, much better than we used to even 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, like back in the day, like Babe Ruth would like drink beer during the game. Like they said, like, <laughs> like there was a the cigarette companies were pushing like cigarette smoking is healthy. Like yeah, the, yeah. you know, in the twenties and thirties. So yeah, I mean, it definitely is going to prolong the the life of an athlete. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hey, and real quick for the YouTubers, I just want to, uh, if anyone is listening, you got to go check out the YouTube. Alex still has the same phone, the pay phone that he was on in the first episode <laughs> back in, I think you were like episode 18 or something. I don't, I don't quite remember, but it's very early on. <laughs> so we're, we're glad to see that the phone is still alive and well. It's, it's actually a rotary <laughs> phone. It was my grandpa's. <laughs> God bless him. It's working uh, great. <laughs> you had me dying on that episode that we did with you and you were like, you know, Sergeant Frazee reporting for duty. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, my God. So glad to see the phone still around. I want to talk to you guys about the event, obviously. Um, You guys just came off a huge win here. Um, An amazing team win across the board. All of the players played out of their minds. And you can really see the flow of the game happening for you guys out there. So talk to me about, you know, moving into Sunday. And um, obviously, it kind of made it nice that, uh, you know, impact and heat we're not in the event. You didn't have to battle it out with any of the evil empires you call them. And, uh, you guys got to play some good old fashioned paintball there. So talk to me about Sunday and how that all unfolded. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You want to feel that on Marcelo? I've got my version of it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is your time to shine, baby. This so, is, this I is mean, your first show. of all, Coming first into of all Sunday, let me just say yeah. there is no evil empire. So you don't got to call it that. <laughs> okay, the there's, money. There's the, a, there's a couple all of the money, all right? the, sure. <laughs> the, 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 the big money teams. How about we just call it that? Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, you're right. Like I do feel like uh, coming into Sunday, looking at the way the brackets broke out. Number one, they had to play the last prelim game on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's uh, which instantly gives a disadvantage to those teams to have to play another game, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're going to try to go deep. Revo was one of those teams. Impact was one of those teams. I'm not sure you guys didn't play that game, right? Mm-mm. Tyler, you you still you still advanced to like the same round we were in. Yeah, you were That's you guys right. were ranked first. Um mm-hmm. so anyway, they played that prelim game, pushed the schedule back which gave us more a little bit more sleep and um those teams that we might end up facing off against later on in the tournament would have an extra game on their back which would make them a little bit more tired. So mm-hmm. all that went down and our side of the bracket was you know, us infamous X factor, you know, good teams, but we didn't have either of the powerhouses, which you guys and, um, an impact. So it's always like, you look at that bracket and you're like, all right, you know, we have a pretty good chance here of, of making it to the finals. So number one, we didn't want to take that for granted, right? We wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. It's kind of like, it, it was kind of like the uh, and, and NRG Elite was our first team we played. So we we played NRG Elite in the quarterfinals to yeah. get to the semifinals, which, you know, playing that team to get to the top four. I mean, look, they're playing great, but team that's never been to Sunday and, you know, you just know they're nervous. You know, they don't have, you know, the experience and we're going to win that match. Like, that's just the way that was. So, mm-hmm. you know, those guys just couldn't keep up with us over that period of time. And I think we won that pretty convincingly. Um, 
And uh, and then our next one was Infamous, which maybe was our toughest match of the of the weekend. And uh, still, like we we did take control of that match, and I feel like you know it wasn't it wasn't a real you know I mean it was a challenge, but you know we had control of the match and and um, didn't really have a point where we got flustered. Um, I mean, honestly, the toughest match of the tournament was probably the AC Diesel match, which was in the prelims. But we're talking about Sunday, so yeah, yeah. it was almost like you know Moses parting the Red Sea. You know, it could be a meme where the the water opens up and you see heat and impact on the on the top of the wave, and we could just walk down the middle to to you know <laughs> to the promised land. That was and, a tough game that you guys yeah. played against uh, against AC. There, you guys were down a couple points too and fought back. Yeah, we were down by four, four to zero. So yeah, that's a, that's a great comeback. But either mm-hmm. way, you know, we get to the finals against X Factor, and I feel like those guys, you know. You know, they're a great team, so is inf- Infamous, but I, I felt mm-hmm. like X Factor was, a li- they weren't unified, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, their roster Before was a little bit Before we get into the X Factor yeah. one, talk to me about that Infamous game. Because that one, they played, I think they played pretty well, but just didn't, they didn't have the gusto, let's say, like you guys had. Um, Dynasty was playing with a, a spark, you know, you guys were all playing really well together. Yeah, and I think we had, you know, we had a chip on our shoulder that, you know, we, we definitely after you left the team had something to prove and we still do right that we're still relevant and um and that's the story uh, that's been a repetitive story for us right we've lost you know great players you know a lot of a lot of times um Mm -hmm. and people are like yep dynasty's done that's it but the team's not about one player it's not about it's not tyler Harmon's dynasty it's you know it's a it's a collective and um you know you guys you guys played as a collective better than anyone on Sunday, and that's why you guys won, right? Yeah, that's uh, I, I believe that. And I believe if any team we would have played, I mean, um, I feel like we had a pretty good chance of beating them the way we were playing. So, yeah. you know, even though you guys and Impact got, got you know, um, knocked out, you know, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I would have liked to play you guys on that field. I would have um, loved that more than anything. I want to play, you know, in the finals every single right, time. All right, Trojan, set it up. Set it up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Gold coin on it. Let's, there we go. Let's throw some coins on that bad boy. Dude, shout out know. to the coins. Yeah, shout out thanks. to the coins, um, by the way. I still have this. Uh, I dude, have a the Hormesis Godfather. Log. Yeah, you yeah. took out Victor in that one-on-one. That was money. Um, yeah, no, not anyway. that one. This is the Roy Richard coin that you got. Oh, a log. you got his too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice, you got two blacks. Okay. Nice. Okay. I don't even have one yet. Anyway. There we um, go. Yeah, the infamous game. I mean, uh, Harrison Fry was playing that snake really well. Yeah, and my my whole like objective in that was to like mess up Cali trying to get out to the corner first, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'd go to the snake and I wouldn't even focus on the guy in front of me, which for is a that bit. can on the snake yeah, side, the can or the back center, and I would just yeah. wrap around the inside of that snake too and just hammer down the middle to try to fluster that guy because mm-hmm. that was a hardest spot to play for sure on the field. That can, mm-hmm. um, debatable. I, mean, I think the can on the Dorito side was probably both, the hardest. Both cans were the, tr- <laughs> the trash can. Yeah, yeah both trash cans. Can. Both cans. The yeah. Trash can um, was anyway, the like, can. I was like, that's the guy I want to pick on. And and if if the snake guy was like too involved in like what he was doing in front of him, he he wouldn't be able to you know really because that's I feel like that's the easiest guy to shoot is either the can or that tower there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too into the minutia of the field, but you know, no, I, you're I, right. I, you I, had I, to I, check I, off that middle. Yeah, and not even about yeah. checking it off. You could shoot him. Well, that's what I mean. Get those yeah. free ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, Check and then it you, out. And, and then if you can shoot that guy, right, then you know you can just crash into the snake and just cross swords with the other guy and get him off the yeah. field. And you've got two yeah. G2 and your team has a good chance of winning that. 
Totally. Because so, I was the guy in the can that does the protection, right? And yeah, if you're able to take that guy off the field, then it's crash and bash him time. That's that field was really fun in that regard, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. It was, it was definitely a strange field, and that was a, a really difficult spot. And you're tall, too. Like, I play that can a lot in practice, and I can never fucking shoot the guy going around because I'm yeah. shorter. Um, yep. I'd see him, but I'd rarely shoot him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, man. I don't know. In practice, it was like, okay, go to the can and you've stopped that guy from moving. And the tournament, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't happen. Like, yeah. you watch, go watch the games. Like, the can guy never shot the snake guy. Mm-mm. He was just there. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, the next guy, get the bayonet on your gun and go in there after. Yeah. You know, yep. the guy dies in front of you, you pick up his rifle and, and <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> go in. But yeah, well, it no. It, like, it seemed like in practice, a lot of those shots that were coming over the beam into the snake player crawling weren't there on this field for whatever reason players were able to crawl underneath and and well i think the reason i think the shot was there i think the can guy just had too much to do and worry about like he couldn't sit there and just shoot that one little gap because the snake guy can pop out in six different spots the guy can fill a corner and shoot at you the guy's shooting the bounce shot off the little temple you're just like you know (laughs) you can't get tunnel vision you're gonna die you know (laughs) and to shoot the guy you need to have tunnel vision on it yeah so yeah it's it's challenging um Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know in Sunday, I realized that, and I, I really wanted to prevent that second guy from coming out against Infamous. And I told that to Mike too, but that was an interesting thing. Like we played, um, you know, he played half and I played half and, you know, we played two different ways, but we were sharing information. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like that's, that was like a beneficial thing, right? Like I'm like, okay, he's oh, like, this, how I'm, this is how that's I'm huge. playing it. Yeah. And I'm like, right, this is what I'm doing. Do it or not. You know, this is what worked for me. This is what's not working for me. And, um, you know, take the information and do what you want with it. That's a huge Um, bit for the listeners. I mean, if you're playing, like you said, that same position, as soon as you come off, you need to be telling your guy who's going in exactly what happened, what you saw, you know, what worked for you, what didn't, because he's going to be able to play off of that as well. And you guys got to dance with that information and make good decisions off of it. Yeah. And I can't, I can't tip my hat enough to Mike. I mean, that guy, you know, came from a couple of teams that weren't so good, but he was like, had some bright spots. We picked Mm -hmm. him up and he's got that thing that, you can't teach that like, you know, bloody knuckles. I want to go smash them, you know, type of thing that, you know, is very easy to reel back, but very difficult to teach to somebody. So he had that innate mm-hmm. thing. And, um, you know, now we're trying to help him find that balance, which, you know, a guy like mouse has, right? Like he's got the killer mm-hmm. instinct, but he's also got a great balance of when to use it. Um, and so Mike uh, really does have that, that potential and I'm stoked to see him, uh, you know, improving like he has. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for bright things from yeah. him until, uh, he gets uh-huh. swooped up by one of you guys, your impact. <laughs> Shout out to Arizona. Uh, he, he came out of AZ and, uh, is doing great. And he played for, he played for DMG, right? And, and uh, elevation and elevation. That's right. Yeah. Scott yeah. Shout Dale. out to Mikey. Yeah. So good. You know, he had a great weekend and, you know, consistent and, and, um, yeah. And, and great player, but yeah, the team was gelling, man. I feel like, you know, we, we were talking about on Sunday morning, Hey, let's go out and let's play like kids. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we lose, we That's lose, good. but let's go out there and, and do it on our terms. So I feel like yeah, we major- went out there kind of free spirited and, and, um, and, and making the moves when they're there, you know, there's, there's little moves all over that field, you know, go find them. If you, if you, if you, Get shot and mess it up. It's all right. Marcel is going to be back there in the corner and he's going to save it on a one-on-one. You know, he's our, he's our, uh, he's our, you know, we used to have, we used to have two of, 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 uh, of that, but now we just have one. And man, Tyler, I got to hand it to you because man, I saw you pull off 
And that two on one against Aftermath was insane. You know, you had a couple of points where the other team just like stopped looking at you. Like, why would you stop? Like, I mean, Tyler's <laughs> over there. You should probably keep looking at him. And then you just go in the snake and finish it off. But um, yeah, definitely uh, a lot of bright moments for you. And, um, you know, Thanks, your, your value is uh, not, um, not taken for granted. I mean, I'm, I know your teammates and, and I'm sure Sarge sees that. Um, well, we so. got to do it. We got to do it together. Um, you know, one thing that we didn't do this weekend was really connect as a as a unified unit on the field, like like what you guys are doing. You could see, you know, man, the connection, all five players, it has to be all five. And if we all five can do that, then then you got real potential. But if we have four or three you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So we got to really take that into consideration. I think the team played great. We really did fall short on Sunday. Um, but you know, that's paintball. That's yeah. Uh, and you guys probably, I mean, it was a good field for you guys. Cause it, it was really a lot of the, a lot of this field was just about skill, right? It was about get to your spots, play the guy in front of you. It's very much so like two separate games, one, one game over there and one game over here, mm-hmm. but deeper in the tournament starts to become more nuanced, right? Like, I tell Marcelo and Dalton, hey, I'm going to go to Snake 2 and look inside, so let the guy go to the second Dorito. Mm-hmm. You know, let him go there. Mm-hmm. So I have a chance to shoot him. You know, In the first in the first 30 seconds of the point, that's when it's going to happen. So you just let him feel comfortable. Give me a chance to shoot him. If I shoot him, I shoot him. If I don't, I don't. But it's it's a it's a very nuanced like thing, right? Like I'm telling those guys, because I can't communicate with them effectively during the point. Right. Like I can't like yell over to them, like, let the guy go. Like <laughs> he's too far away. Everyone's shooting and screaming. Like, I don't want to get bunkered. Like it's gotta yeah. be planned out in like, you know, a detailed way right before. And mm-hmm. you know it's Jesse Stevens. You say, Okay, the guy's gonna go if you give him the chance. But if you're able to sting him from some place that he's never got stung from the whole tournament, it's gonna change the course of that game. Um, so yeah, yeah. you're right. It, it it there especially towards the end of the tournament, there's things that um the whole team has to get together on and, and really, um, that, that does make the difference. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, well, what you're talking about there is deep too. Cause right there, you're mm-hmm. outsmarting your opponent tremendously. You're luring them into traps. You're doing little things like that. And all those little details, when you put those together and you have a couple of those that you can use, they, they make a tremendous difference when it matters the most, right. In those moments that you've planned for you're you're so steadfast in the moment. That's what I saw. Eggs is uh, you really played um, inspired paintball. You could see that you were playing with a gusto. I'm going to use the word again. There was some some zest that you had in your heart um, yeah. that that really carried you through that event. Yeah, and I, I do have an interesting story about you know this weekend for me. It was kind of a breakthrough weekend. You know, for the past probably five or six years, I've been like I don't know if I've been stagnant or 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 afraid or whatever, but I don't know the word to use, but I, my self-confidence has not been very high. I mean, you were on the team through a lot of that and I, you know, would get to Sunday, even though I was playing, okay, I know I'm a good player, but I had a a, a rigidity to me that was, you know, I didn't want to fuck up and I was afraid of the failure and the shame or whatever it was that I I didn't want to have happen. Right. Mm. Even though that's just, you know, something that's, it's not even real. It's go out there and play paintball. It's a game. We're out here, you know, we're kids and we're out here, you know, playing a game of glorified tag. And that's really what it is. And and the stakes aren't high. It's 10 grand. If you win, I mean, look, the emotional stakes, yeah, whatever the money isn't a thing, right? (laughs) What the the thing is, is the emotional thing, right? It's always been like that in paintball. It's the, the ego thing. And, 
you know, if you're not on the field playing, then, you know, it's not on you, right? Okay. I was sitting that one. It didn't, uh, you know, I didn't have a hand in it. And there was an element of that to, there was kind of scratching at my brain the past, you know, several years. And, um, Mm. on, on uh, Thursday night, a lot of the guys went to see Guns N' Roses because it's a big Guns N' Roses concert. And, um, we have a friend that like is involved with them on like the managerial side and Dude, that's a lot of rad. tickets and they, they went and ripped it. And I had, yeah. a, I had therapy, a therapy appointment on zoom that night mm-hmm. with my therapist. And I had like a pretty big breakthrough to where I was able to, you know, understand and, and live with that fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's kind of a heavy duty thing for me because I'm going back into my past and into relationships with my parents and, and things that have happened in my life. And I'm, I'm, I've, you know, realized that it's not, you know, something from the outside world that's going to fix it. It's got to be me inside and I've got to be able to, to, you know, deal with those demons and they'll always be there, but it's about, you know, letting grown up Alex steer the ship. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I, I did that. And then Friday morning we went or Friday afternoon, we went out to play paintball and I just, you know, was doing these exercises during the day. And, and then I, you know, obviously Marcus was in my heart all weekend and I'm thinking, you know, how would Marcus play this right without fear? You know, number one, not afraid, not afraid of getting shot a lot, not afraid of getting penalties, not afraid of being judged by somebody else, you know, just go in there and play without fear right? Dude, the Wolverine. Yeah. That's Marcus Nielsen. So, you know, I, and also like, I, I, I love bunkering people. Like that's <laughs> one of the reasons I play paintball. I just, yeah. I love doing that. That's like the most rewarding thing in paintball is to, to bunker somebody. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like you get the shit shot out of you, right? By the, yeah. other, the rest of the team, but that's the best. Like if you bunker their guy, yeah. right? And also, I, I kind of like the pain too. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. getting shot a like, lot. Yeah, you know? fucking yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Archie shoots the shit out of you. You're like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, another thing, like I like to analogy, I like to use is I'm a pawn and I'm trying to find the queen. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to go in as a pawn and take out the queen, like that's, that's the move. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hunting the queen. Like that's my thing. Um, and that's what I do. Like when we play against Oliver, like I did not care if we won or lost the game. I wanted to shoot Oliver. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) you know, that's, uh, that's kind of how I was feeling, right? Like I play infamous, like I want to shoot Callie. Like that's Mm -hmm. who I envision as their queen. Mm -hmm. You know, where is Callie? Okay. He's in the back center. I'm going to go to a spot where I can just pump into the back center and make him as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. You know, you know, who's, who's the queen on, on, uh, X factor. It's Archie, right? Same, same type of deal. He's going to be in mm-hmm. that can. I want to make that can uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that I'm doing in my head. It's not really part of the game plan. Right. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that in a nuanced way from the spot that I know I can do it from. Right. Like I'm not telling the coach, like, I'm going to go try to shoot Archie. Like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, this that's is my you. spot and that's how <laughs> I play it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I went into the event with, you know, kind of new eyes and I really felt like I wanted to be out there and I felt like the team, you know, really believed in me. And that's, that's a thing, man. I mean, for me, 
you know, mm-hmm. at practice, me and Marcelo had a moment, right? Like Marcelo was like, you know, fuck this. Like we need fucking guys. We're, we're missing personnel. Like we, we, you know, you know, and he implied that we just didn't have the right guys on the team, which I know he didn't mean it that way, but that's the way I took it. Right. And what am I going to do? Fucking cry about it. No, I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do what I know how to do the best I can do it. Right. Mm, but in practice, I'm, you know, skinny is, I can't give him enough credit the way we practice leading up to this event and the way he called the plays in the tournament because he got guys out of their comfort zone and realizing, you know, the whole, the whole dynamic of the field, right? And you're going to suffer in practice when you play, when you practice like that, you're going to lose points, but you're going to learn, right? I play to spots that I'm not, I'm not going to play in the tournament, but I'm, I'm playing those spots in practice because I know that I'm going to, with the spot I'm going to be playing is going to be playing against that guy. So now I know how it feels to be in that spot with, you know, what sucks, what's good, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then pushing the limits from that spot, you know, one time you tuck in one time you battle the guy, <laughs> right. And, and mm-hmm. see what happens. You know, so when you do that in practice, it's frustrating, right? And I understand that frustration, but that's the learning process. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I I knew, you know, like, look, all all three of us are versatile enough and smart enough to know how to change the pace of the way we're playing, right? That's, that's a cognitive decision. You run to your spot and you know, okay, if this guy's going to not let me have it, you know, if Malloy's going to overpower me in a firefight, I'm either going to try to fight him or I'm going to submit. Like, that's not something you're deciding like in the point. Mm-hmm. That's like something you're deciding when, when you like are thinking about how you're going to play your spot. So, you know, in the tournament, those things become more clear and at least sometimes they do. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. Sometimes you just, you know, never figure it out. And I've been in that situation a lot of times. And, uh, but for me, I feel like the way, um, I played had to do with completely internal stuff. Um, yeah, you, you broke through. Yeah. Self-confidence and all those things. And also it didn't hurt that it was a snake that I could get into. You You were snake one off the break, boy. But you didn't need balls of speed to get there. I mean, I saw you carrying your balls in a wheelbarrow at the airport. (laughs) What are you talking about? I saw you. Yeah, that was funny. But either way, I mean, you know, it, it's, it wasn't one of those fields where you needed, you know, Keith Brown, Alex Goldman speed to get out to the corner. That helps me, right? Yeah. Like, if Dude, I you can had, get... you had the perfect speed. Remember, you don't want to be too fast either. You know, that's you true. Get... Yeah. You get hit yeah. with the first ball. Yeah. It's Opie theory. So, Opie Lochran, who was on our team, he was like our front guy, but he was really slow. And he was so slow that the guy would be like shooting for the front spot. And then he'd be like, oh, there's nobody going there. But then the guy with this, the shooter would stop shooting. And then he would come Opie right through the lane. Yeah. You know, I think that and, was my theory of getting out to the Dorito corner. I, I, for some reason, I make corners all the time. And yeah. <laughs> at the event, I think I made the Dorito corner more than most people. And I'm definitely not the fastest over there. You know, Dalton would run out there, get shot. And he's like, dude, how are you making it? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Too fast. And shooting, the first kinda... ball out of the guy's gun. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, that's, it's, it's, and Something that's what's interesting it. about paintball, right? But I think, I think, you know, more than not, it's going to benefit you if you're lightning fast, like one of those guys to get out to a spot. Um, you know, Chad, Keith and, um, mouse. Yeah, it was and weird. Kyle. I feel like Chad actually, and Tyler, you can touch on this, but I feel like Chad had a lot of trouble making it to the snake on the break. I feel like he got shot off the break more than, 
maybe any other player going to the snake. I feel like he really struggled getting the snake on the break, which was yeah. I don't think that it was any. I mean, there was players definitely getting shot off the break. You know, going out yeah. there and and it just uh, it's a roll of the dice. It really is. And if if the other players are on, then you know we're chancing that a little bit. Um, yeah. But it was it was definitely you know. The stars didn't align for us, unfortunately, and and uh, congratulations once again to Dynasty and, and all yeah, you guys it, did out there because that was it was a um, it was an awe inspiring performance. First of all, Alex, because of you and and what you brought to the table, you picked up every accolade that you can acquire in the highest realm of paintball right now, which is arguably the most difficult paintball ever played, and um, that's that's a huge that's a huge accomplishment. So you like whatever whatever happened it worked baby you know like whatever uh conversation you had um you know it definitely there was a breakthrough there it was it was impressive it was yeah and you know i i mean it's it's a combination of things right things that happened for me personally and then also the team coming together and you know i feel like we're we're grooving and and that's you know that's a thing i mean you know how that goes you just that's came off thing. a big win and congrats to you right you go in and you just you're feeling it and um and for whatever motivation you have and and um you know the, the the things are just aligned and you know we've we've been in that situation together many times in all the tournaments we've won together and you just yeah that 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 was happening i mean we were just you know in control the whole weekend like i think we won like almost all of our games by like three points like it was just like a consistent like grind and we knew we we even though we were down by four, we had a shitload of time, and we were oh, like, yeah. "All right, well, we know how to get back in this. We've got you know all the time in the world. These are fast points. You can play. You know, one team went nineteen points one mm-hmm. game, Jeez. and um, I mean, when there's nineteen points, you can lose nine points and still win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's right. It it it's weird that game that with we had teams, we only lost four points. We're like, all right, yeah. we could lose five more points here. There we go. <laughs> it didn't feel in the pits or any time in the game that we were even losing, though. It, it really didn't. It was a unique thing. It was it was um, the way the team was was vibing and feeling that togetherness was. Um, I mean, it showed in the results. But in that game, for me personally, I didn't feel like we were really losing the match. There was no blowups. It was just like, okay, well, next play, like our plays are good. Everything's good. We're gonna start winning these eventually. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, we just start winning them. You well, know, it's I like being I at the crap stable, you know. There you, you go. You, it kind yeah. of was. Yeah. It was like, you know, you know what? I'm still going to bet on Black 33. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to hit eventually. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> Booyah. If you do it enough times, I think yeah. the odds, I think they work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just one of those things. You're feeling it and, you know, the guys are, are, are mm-hmm. jibing and it's, uh, it's a good thing. So, Absolutely. you know, and I felt like extremely supported by the, by the team. Like, you know, and, and, and again, like if you're able to have that self-confidence, then you don't even need that, right? You just know you're going to go out there and get it done. And if you don't and you get yelled at by the coach or one of your teammates, you just like shake it off and go, I'm a fucking good paintball player. I'm going to go back out there and do it again, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's the story. I mean, you're one of the most passionate and I mean, at least you appear to be one of the most confident players, you mm-hmm. know, cause you go out there and you just want to rip the other guy's head off. I mean, it seems like you want to rip your own team's head off in the pit when you're looking at him with those <laughs> laser beam eyes. Yeah, you know? yeah. Don't it. if you ever run Tyler's team, I'm do actually, not do I'm not actually going to be five. He yeah. will hurt you. 
I'm actually changing. Um, I'm going to be actually implementing a new type of uh, T-harm in the pit. I'm I'm going to obviously keep intensity, but, um, you know, once again, it's all a dance. This whole thing that we do, this paintball life that we live, you're constantly dancing and the music is changing, right? And you got to catch the rhythm whenever the, the beats are dropping and, and shifting. So, um, you know, it's all about being versatile and, you know, sometimes the hype works. Sometimes the calmness works. Sometimes, you know, it, it just is always changing. So um, it's just, you know, being in tune with the moment, in tune with your players, in tune with surroundings and, and yourself, obviously. Sure. You know, and in motivating and, and motivating a team, like in a leadership type of thing, like certain guys respond to certain stuff. Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, certain guys need to be, you know, like handled carefully. Mm-hmm. Certain guys respond to being yelled at. And that's mm-hmm. just like the personalities of the, you know, and I'm sure like if you're running a business or, you know, being a coach of a team or whatever it is, you're managing personalities is a big part of it. Yeah. Right. That's everything. So, has yeah. to be. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, uh, yeah that's I want to talk and, about, I want to talk about the hormesis, uh, God, you know, we got you here on the line here. Um, what has that been like, dude? We did when we last talked to you, you didn't have, you know, one of the, um, most up and coming paintball you know, headband companies that there is, but you guys are crushing it. So I want to talk to you about, you know, what that experience has been like starting that with Oliver, um, how Ollie's doing and kind of dive into that rabbit hole if we can. Yeah. And he's someone you should definitely get on here again. Um, yeah. Or maybe both of us together would be fun. Oh, but yeah. either way. Um, yeah. I mean, probably about July of 2020, um, you know, kind of recently after my dad passed away, um, Oliver and I, you know, I, I obviously talked to him like right after that because him and my dad had a relationship and and they, you know, had a moment to um, rest in peace. To your yeah, father. thanks. Um, they had a moment to, uh, you know, talk before um, before he passed. So I know that's meaningful for for Oliver and for my dad. And um, you know, a few months later, <clears throat> Oliver called me and said, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's." I, I found this this dye shop that makes, you know, really beautiful organic dyes on this like hand woven, you know, old world type of fabric and uh, we can make paintball headbands. And I was like, uh, at first I was like rolling my eyes. Right. I'm like, God, you know, I I haven't talked to this guy. He's just completely disconnected from the world. And now he wants to make (laughs) paintball headbands. Um, but you know, he, he, he was like pretty passionate about it and he's like, yeah, let's just make some and see, you know? And, um, so you know, we started to like talk about, you know, what it means. What do we want? Who do we want to appreciate? What do we appreciate? You know, who, what do we want to, you know, what mark do we want to, to make on this? And, um, really it had to do with, you know, what has paintball brought us, you know? Yeah. You go to the tournaments and you play and you win and you lose and you know, that's it. But really the gold is the people that we've met in the community that we found. And, um, you know, that's in the, in the community gives you the belief in yourself to be good, you know, or to, to have a good time or to, you know, become part of a community or whatever you're seeking, right? Maybe you're not seeking to become the best paintball player in the world. Maybe you're seeking to go to the tournament and have a good time and meet people. Right. So it is, it is not all about, you know, being the best paintball player. It's about, finding what you want to find in, in, you know, this world that, you know, I never would have met you if it wasn't for paintball. It just would not have happened. Right. And then we become great friends. And, um, 
and really the game is just you know a vehicle uh to bring everybody together and and that's the thing right is is um the appreciation for each other and 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 the confidence in yourself and so um you know all of that wrapped up into the message of the headband and you know people have have responded to that and i i really you know that's the most gratifying part seeing somebody you know wearing the headband and believing in themselves and and being happy and like if i give a headband to somebody they're like oh how much do i owe you sometimes right you know if i'm at a tournament and the guy's like you know i can see in his eyes like he's fucking you know he's in it right and you know i say hey man just go play as hard as you can right pay me that way and um and that's like you know and then you go and you see that guy in the pits like walking in on sunday like from the divisional field you're like holy shit look at this you You had a ton of teams al didn't you that were in the finals like winning the tournament this weekend that that i know you've connected with for me i think it's been incredibly cool because i know i used to always you know i i give you ryan shit anytime that i can about whether you're not watching film or not knowing players now you know more of the players than I do. <laughs> you walk around, you know, like the names of all of these divisional players, you know, the up and coming guys, you have such a great relationship with so many of them. It's amazing. And I think at the event, there was a bunch of Hormesis players that you've connected with that were, that were succeeding and doing really well on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, those dudes from Tropic Thunder and like, uh, the Nino Lopez's team from Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys I could shout cool. out, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is interesting. And also with the coin duel thing, like entering everybody's name into the database, right? Off of like, you know, from Uprising to NRG to, uh, you know, you, you, you learn their names and then you see their name on the back of their jersey at the tournament and then you watch them play and then you're like, all right, I, I get totally. it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is it is fun to be, and that's one of the things that I know that I've gotten out of this is reconnecting into the paintball community. And, and that is certainly rewarding. And also, you know, COVID, you know, brought that into the forefront. And during the time of, you know, Oliver wanting to do this project, COVID was happening and I was really realizing, you know, what I had lost and it wasn't the game itself. It was being around everybody. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. going to the tournaments was like, you know, hanging out and, and, you know, we get to go out to the paintball field and we get to be kids for the weekend. That's what it is, you know? It's a catharsis. We go out there and, you know, our moms aren't there. Our girlfriends aren't there. They're not bugging us. We're in there and we're like joking around and saying what we want and like living as hard as we can, you know? So that's what, I mean, it's like you lost, we lost our, our magic, right? Our thing that makes us us. So appreciating that and appreciating the guy, the people that have had that impact on us. Right. And on the community. That's why we wanted to name the bands after the guys in appreciation, right? Like we only made a few of each one and we obviously give one to each guy, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's like paying homage to them. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you helped, you know, we want you to be remembered. You know, we remember you, you know, I want to be remembered. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's the, that's kind of the, the thrust behind the headband company. And, you know, we're making cool headbands and they're limited and they're neat. And each of them have, you know, a meaning to somebody in some way, maybe. And, um, and Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's what it's about, but make no mistake. This is a piece of cloth. You know, it's not technology. It's going to fall apart eventually. 
know, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And it's, you know, almost a metaphor for, you know, the game of paintball. It could be, right? You get old, you get tired, you get worn out, you know, your joints break, your stitching breaks. Like that's just <laughs> the way it is, right? And you you hold that old headband and you're like, wow, look at this thing. You know, this is, it went through it like I did. Yeah. You know, and the memories, are, the memories are in here, you know, you were the refurbished Hormesis headband this weekend. <laughs> sure. Whatever, man. I mean, you know, it, that's just, you know, and, and it's like an item that can, it, it's a tangible item that can encompass, you know, a memory for you, you know, and you, it brings that back and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at it, you say, I wore this at that tournament or, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's just the way that it is. You know, and it's, it's, it's a lesson, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's, and and we're having fun doing it. I mean, I liked reconnecting with Oliver and we're doing artistic things with it and that we're viewing it more as an art project than a, than a business. I mean, of course, um, well, you and art, you love art for anybody out there that doesn't know that about Alex, he is an artist. Um, You can go even check out stuff on your IG. Um, I know you have a bunch of your cool art on there. Alex Frazier, if you go and look at his Instagram um, and Oliver as well. I mean, I follow him still. He's out, you know, in Bali and, and he's, he's an artist, full heart, full blown artist going, having fun, mobbing around, you know, getting cloth and dying things and just, you know, living that life. So it's, it's really cool to see you guys doing that. Um, can you kind of dive into art and what art ha- has done for your life and what it means to you to be doing a project like this? Yeah. I mean, um, it definitely a form of, of therapy, but again, it's like paintball where, you know, it's difficult sometimes to pick up the pen because you're afraid of making a bad picture. Mm. Right. And if you can shake that fear, then you start drawing and then it's the rest is fun and easy and it doesn't matter. You know, you can, you can just throw it down. Everyone's an artist. Yeah. You know, it's the way, you know, you're you're an artist, Marcella, you're an artist. I mean, in your own way, but Hey, pick up Mm. a pen and paper and, and see what happens. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's liberating. Like, that's why a little child, you know, doesn't have that fear. They're like, Oh, yeah. I just want to see the color hit the paper. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then, uh, and then, it, and then it's magic. And then, I can't wait. The mo- and then they're in the moment doing it. Absolutely. Dude. And that's what, it, that's the magic right there is in the moment, having fun, letting the ink hit the paper or, or whatever your, you know, medium is. Um, I can't wait personally to do more art as I, you know, and I should start right now. You know, there's no time like the present, but I absolutely love doing art. Um, that was one of my favorite things to do, you know, when I was going in college and stuff is my art classes. And and uh, I wish I would have followed that a little bit more. Hey, man, you do a lot of body art on people at the tournaments. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, paintball is is definitely is. an art it's form. Certain, it certainly is. Uh, yeah. And um <laughs> And yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, man. it's been great reconnecting with Oliver and, um, you know, I, I know we're, we're going to make this, this movie and he's going to have to come back, um, to be in that. So yeah. hopefully we can, um, you know, call on a bomb threat or something. So he stays here and, uh, <laughs> and get him back involved. But I, I, I do, you know, I think that it's a call. He, he sees the signs, right? Like the hormesis thing is happening and it's, it's also him reconnecting to the paintball community. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. um, it's inevitable that, that he will eventually um, come back and be a part of things again. So that's, uh, you know, I, I know that of that's course. not a guarantee, but I, I, can, I can see that happening. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, he's going to be 40 years old in no time, and he's going to have to play in the 40 and over league. I mean, bada boom, bada bing, you guys are going to have a great team. It's going to be some yeah, good times. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I, have, I am grateful for being able to reconnect with him because uh, I've just, you know, had enough with Ryan. <laughs> are you the youngest of all of them, Alex, or... BC was the youngest, but after him, yeah, I'm the youngest, but just yeah, by okay. like a couple of months. I mean, I'm not like, yeah. Yeah. I got, the, I got picked on the most too. <laughs> Why do you think that was? Well, because I'm, I'm the, the, the ugliest. <laughs> Physically. Oh, ugly. no, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but it's good. I mean, that's another thing. Like it taught me, right? Like I found these guys that weren't in my school and we hung out together because we like to play paintball and became comfortable enough with each other. And we started making fun of stuff like that, you know, but I knew that they loved me. Right. You know, if some asshole came up to me on the street and was like, you got a big nose, idiot. Like I'd be like, you know, my feelings would be hurt. But guess what? If somebody did that now, I'd be like, yeah, I got a big nose. My friends still love me. Yeah. That's who I am. You know, you I'm go. comfortable with it. Right. I love that. I yeah, don't need yeah. a nose job. I'm no, good. Maybe. Yeah. What? Well, no, Alex, never, you, never. Look at that cup. You're the dawn. Yeah. What are you what drinking you out of over there? a big ass huh? cup. What is this? This is that uh, uh, it's vodka I got from Kirill. He, he brought it over. For everyone listening, you gotta, Alex is just great. First of all, your background with the hormesis light, that cup that is gigantuous uh, in the phone, <laughs> just, just crushing it. But no, Alex, you're one of the best people in, in the world. I don't think. Uh, uh, anybody can argue that anybody that knows you. So, uh, whatever's, whatever's happened, whatever has shaped that or turned you into that, man, it's, it's worked truly. Thanks, man. I really, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful to have you guys in my life too. It's just a love fest in here, man. Dude, Tyler, I'm, rock. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I know we were talking before the show a little bit, but man, I really haven't talked to you since you left the team and it's been, you know, heartbreaking for me. Not that you left the team and you're on heat, but you know, that we really haven't, you know, mm-hmm. connected on a friendship level since then. Mm-hmm. But, um, I feel like, uh, you know, we're still both the same people. There's no reason why we still can't laugh the same way that we did. Cause we're playing on two different paintball teams. So, you know, we'll, uh, I- I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk on here and, um, you know, yeah, we talked for, for quite a, a minute there before the show mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it has not been easy. Um, you know, I, I obviously have a tremendous amount of respect for you and the organization, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, we're playing ball, we're having fun. And that's back at you, man. I mean, I, I don't, um, I, and I'm grateful for the time you put in with the team and even more grateful for the friendship that we built. So, um, you know, it's all good, man. Players have come and go, come and go, but you know, uh, friends are hard to find. And, um, this is the truest words. And, uh, you know, whether the guys on your team or not, you know, they could still be, you know, one of your best friends. I mean, me and Nikki Cuba were like, you know, Two of the closest guys, but we were bitter rivals on the field. Dude, we me and you have laughed together more than any duo in human history, bro. Because I was traveling, you know, we're both NorCal, NorCal, you know, paintball players, and we were traveling out of the city together and and uh, wherever we could catch a flight out of. And um, we've we've definitely had a lot, a lot, a lot of laughs. Dude, together. I remember uh, you get Tyler's name on that room, John. You know, you're gonna be roommates with him. You're like, oh yeah, baby, it's on. Dude, I remember, mm-hmm. listen to this story. It's Sunday morning. I think it was in Texas. 
and uh, we're about to go play and it's like it was like the muddy weekend but we were like grinding and laughing and like you know went to the car wash and like what like went through the car wash with our bodies and like <laughs> you know the gear on and, like sprayed each other <laughs> and uh it was the morning right and i'm going down we were roommates and i'm going down and there was like a pipe in our wall that was like a Dude. screwed up pipe and it sounded like a helicopter and we couldn't sleep <laughs> yeah. we're just like there's a helicopter in our wall like a bad pipe <laughs> banging on the wall so anyway oh go in the elevator and the elevator breaks and i'm in there with this old man and the elevator just stopped in between two floors and we're like i'm looking at the guy and i hit the alarm and like nobody comes so i call tyler i'm like dude i'm stuck in the elevator uh i'm thinking i'm like on the third floor somewhere so in about five minutes fucking door just starts fucking opening and it's and i see tyler's hands just pulling it open like the hulk <laughs> he's like he's like holding it up and he's like get out and i had to like jump like i'd like climb up because it was the elevator was like in between uh, two floors i threw my gear bag out got out we went and played the tournament dude you rescued uh, me man i would still be in that elevator right now just a pile of bones my, i cut my hand <laughs> opening that <laughs> elevator and then crazy. he flew the air and shot that guy like like in a flying in, in that flying move yep Remember that? The mud hens. We yeah. were the mud hens, dude. The <laughs> mud hens, dude. Running with the mud hens. <laughs> Epic, dude. Epic. Yeah. Yep. So, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's always been good times and nothing but love for you, Al. I mean, you're truly one of the greatest paintball patrons that has ever blessed this sport. And uh, like it, right now, as I sit here talking to you, the amount of energy that you pour into people's hearts is is life changing. And I know that you see it every day, probably in your messages and and uh, how how big of an impact that you solely you and oliver you know and um the guys that surround you your family you guys are doing a lot for paintball and it doesn't go unnoticed and on behalf of the whole paintball community you know that's nothing but love headed your way dude and that's that's the most rewarding part of it you know i've been in it for long enough i mean believe me i I get high when we win the tournament for sure like that's a that's a huge that's a huge boost right you're Mm -hmm. on top of the world when you win you know that right but really you know, you don't remember that in the it end. It fades quick. It does. Yeah. And and what you remember is is the people. Mm-hmm. And um and that's what they remember too. You know, the 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 and that's what I remember. Like Rob Stoddinger was nice to me when I was a kid, right? You know, I was on I was on a young team and he came up, he's like, Hey man, how you doing? You know, I'm a pro player, I'm on image. I'm like, wow, <coughs> like who's what's up with this guy? You know? Yeah. You know? And, and, uh, you know, little things like that, little just, and I real I realized that. And, um, I, and everybody, every single person out there, you know, whether you're, you know, a movie star or whether you're a garbage man, uh, everyone's got an interesting story. <clears throat> if you ask the questions, dude, I was talking to Troy Erickson Absolutely. on aftermath, right? You know him? You yeah. Know him. He was mm-hmm. one of those, he was yeah. one of the guys in the two on one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that didn't end so well for them. But anyway, uh, Troy, like he's a young <clears throat> pro player coming up, you know, found Mike Hinman's camp. And I was just talking to him. I was like, Hey man, talking to him about his life. You know, he came from no money, found paintball, um, you know, works in coffee shops and, you know, believed in it. And he, he, you know, got out of Boise and came down here and tried out. And, and now he's got, you know, a community and a family, like he's part of it yeah. now. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's details in there that we were talking about, but I mean, the, the guy, I never, I never talked to him and, you know, in a, in a five minute, six minute conversation, I realized, you know, this guy is a person, yeah. you know, he has a story, right? Yeah. We shoot at each other. You know, I know his face. I've shot at him for two years. Yeah. 
but I never sat there and asked him a question and, and, and start to, you know, understand him as a person. And, um, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I love like Marcelo, like the, the relationship with you and your father, like amazing, you know, an amazing, it's an amazing story. Right. And I can relate to that because I, you know, had similar story with my father and, and they passed away actually around the same time, which is, you know, uh-huh. interesting coincidence. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, those, those things more than I, ha- than I did when I was, you know, young and angry and just, you know, uh, come into the tournament to try to, you know, blow faces off. But, you know, <laughs> oh, but you again, still, it was, you still do yeah. that. <laughs> <Thanks. Dude>. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, sometimes, sometimes. Well, bro, talk to me about like, how did it feel at the end when you got blessed with the MVP? Did you know that you were going to get the MVP? You had to have kind of, right? No, honestly, I, I, I hadn't even, I didn't even think that was a, th- I, I wasn't even thinking about that at all that whole day. Like, honestly, like I just wow. wanted to win. I wanted to bunker people and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to do right by Marcus. Like I wanted to yeah. play, I wanted to beat <clears throat> Marcus for the day. You know, that was, I wow. wanted him to be in me. Right. So I, uh, you channeled I, that, I, I wa- you channeled that off. energy. Yeah. Man. And I just, I started, I started crying and was, it wasn't cause we won. It was cause like, I felt a catharsis in, in, in grieving for Marcus. And, um, I never really did that. And I, you know, I walked over and I just started sobbing and, you know, Yosh and Ryan were there and gave me a big hug and, and, um, and, uh, I was walking back on the field and Josh Turbin showed me a napkin that said VIP or, um, I wish it said VIP, but it said MVP. <laughs> uh, uh, um, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, the Golden Barrel, which is a huge honor, man. I mean, you know, that's elite player stuff. And it's not, you know, I'm a pawn, not not a queen. The barrel goes to the queen. <laughs> so, and, no, and again, I'm like, pawn, I, I give, look, I You're give, being I, I give, being I give uh, all of that credit to the team. I mean, that's the way this sport is. It is not a one-man game. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you, if you, uh, excel, it's, it's yeah, because you're a good player, but also because everything is clicking and, you know, Dalton and Marcelo are making it easy and Ryan's back there behind you and Blake is causing problems in the middle and it's just, you got one extra kill, right? It's just, that's, that's what that is. Right. So I, I, I do appreciate it very much. And, um, and, uh, you know, I had to, I had to break it to my daughter that it is not a magic wand. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, she, uh, she's cool with that. So, um, well, you're being, yeah. you're being extremely modest here. You, uh, since you started in this game have been, you know, one of the guys you always got to look out for cause you're smart, extremely smart. And when you're out there, you're making good decisions. And that's what paintball is all about is knowing when to fire, when to hold, when to, you know, check when to, you know, how you, you do it right. You play the game and that's, I mean, hence why we call it Play the Game Podcast, because we have players like you that come on here and shed light on that whole realm. But you're right. It, it is. A, it's the team. You know, they they set you up for success. Um, and it's everybody coming together as a collective and firing on all cylinders. You cannot win a pro tournament today unless the entire team, top to bottom, every player out there is firing. Because if you're not, the other five guys, if they're having that day, are going to take it if their five are. So that's that's really the difference maker. And then, you know, when you got <laughs> crazy, crazy eggs coming flying down the snake, you know, lopping heads off, then it's going to be a tough day out there for you. I just I do not like getting bunkered and I really like bunkering people. Yeah. 
it showed it showed it was and it was one of those things where it's like okay it's scary to be in here and you know you're scared and you're like all right that other guy's scared too and you're, <laughs> you're like all right he's also scared crossing the 50 <laughs> getting past the 50 into their brick though is the that's the treasure trove you know once you if you wasn't can, for me i did that once <laughs> and on, on sunday and got smoked i was pissed yeah. oh yeah shoot that guy had his head on the swivel though that alex was a good move alex wants me to go alex wants me to go i'm gonna go and then i got smoked but it was anyway. a good move still <laughs> If there were more bodies, I honestly no, thought there it was were still more a good move, even though it didn't work. I don't care <laughs> if it didn't work. It was a good move. I like that. I like that, Alex. You've, you've honestly helped and pushed me in, in a lot of different ways that um, open up opportunities and other moves that do work. And sometimes I don't give you the credit for it, but your voice is back there. Yeah. <laughs> busting my balls <laughs> about either sitting in the corner or doing whatever I'm doing. Um, and, and you're right, though. The moves, the moves, especially in today's game, moves are rewarded. Period. If you watch games, you watch all of the events that are won, all the events that are lost. It, they're won and lost on moves. That's that's how the fields have have played the last two or three years for sure. You know, moves are rewarded, especially on Sunday. You got to not be afraid to make the moves. You look back to like when A Rod won the MVP with Ironman in 2020. I mean, that was a. Uh, I think the final score was seven to five. So high scoring mm-hmm. game. And A-Rod probably had six bad points, but he had seven or eight really good points, you know? And and you see that happen so much more now, and the game is kind of shifting to that where it's rewarding. It's it's rewarding movement. It's rewarding rewarding action, you know? you got Totally, but to, you know that there's balance, right? And that's course, what works yeah, about our team, right? Like, you've got to have guys that are that guy, and you've got to have guys that are a steady hand. But the key that's is, is the guys that have the steady hand have to know when to flip the switch. 100%. And become the other guy. 100%. And the guys that are the guys that are are rolling the dice all the time have to know when to flip the switch and become the other guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and that's that's the razor's edge, right? Yeah. Totally. That certain guys just are connected to. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I mean that's that's you know the difference mm-hmm. in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these moments. Well, congratulations <laughs> once again, you guys crushed it out there i want to talk about field one um, well hey we, ty real uh-huh. quick before before we dive and, and transition to field one i want to ask one more question about kind of his uh, alex's performance and of and course not just the performance from this event but i've personally noticed a major shift in the last i mean it's, from my perspective it's since hormesis and coin duel became a thing but to me there's been a major shift almost like a second birth of of a new career for you where on the field and and as far as like paying attention to players and teams and being really in tune with everything that's going on with our game plans, um, your input has been so incredibly valuable lately. I mean, it always has been your fucking Alex Frazier and and such an important part of Dynasty from the very beginning, but I feel like there's been a resurgence in that and it's been so crucial to our success, especially at this last event, obviously, of course. What do you attribute that to? You know, is it I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I think I took paintball on what we had for granted mm-hmm. for, for years. You know, I, I was going through the motions and I was just, you know, it's what I do. So I kept doing it. It's just part of me. And, um, I didn't realize how much, how important it was and how special it was until it was gone. And, you know, the year mm-hmm. we, there was no paintball, I didn't get to go do it. And then I was like, mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. you know, what if it's gone forever? Yeah. So yeah, it, it made me, you know, really reflect on that. And, um, you know, work I've been doing as a, 
you know, in therapy and, and man, my wife has been so helpful. Like she's been so supportive in, in me going out and doing paintball. Like she's like, yeah, get out there, go do it. You know, welcomes me home with open arms instead of, you know, being, you know, grumpy that I left for the weekend. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many guys struggle with, you know, they have to, they're going to play paintball and you know, they're, they're leaving their families behind. You know, I know Tyler, you can relate to that. It's hard, mm-hmm. you know, real you know, quick. Out. Resent, there, there can be resentment that, that builds there. Right. Yeah. That's, and, and then, you know, I see guys like, I mean, they have to go, you know, work all, all, all five days and then they want to go play paintball on the weekend. And then there's just no time left for the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real, real quick, Alex, that's so big actually on the show we did right before we left for the event. It was just Tyler and myself talking. I spoke on that cup is so massive. It's hilarious. It was, it's like a, it's a soup cup. <laughs> anyway, he, just, he had hot and sour soup and then he just decided to recycle it. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, I, I, I brought up the importance of, um, when you're getting ready to leave for an event, the mental side of things is so crucial to be able to compartmentalize and get all of your ducks in a row. So the moment that you leave the event, everything is taken care of. Your family's on the same page, work, everything knows that for the next five days, you're going to be focused on paintball and this event with your teammates. And you can really be in the moment in the present and focused and dedicated because if once you start having these distractions, um, you know, my, my wife's mad that I'm not here. She's not on my side with this, or I have unfinished work or I have this problem that I haven't you know, completed when you have all these distractions, it's really hard to go out there and perform and be there for your team. You know, like that is such a big part of it. Making sure that when you leave for the event, you have the support, you have the, you have everything set up so that you can be a hundred percent there. And you've, you've absolutely been that, especially recently. So whatever formula is going on with the family, with everything you're doing, man, it's, it's working. And the team obviously thanks you for it. And and I'm happy to see it just as a yeah, it's, it's work. I mean, it's not, it doesn't magically happen, right? You've got to be right. honest with yourself and honest with your partner. And it's, it's, it's gotta be work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then mm-hmm. you get rewarded for the work and mm-hmm. that's, you know what that is. And, and, you know, I have a very interesting story like around that because, you know, when I got into paintball, my parents were splitting up and it was hard. And I went out to the field and found these guys that, you know, I hate to say, but became more of my family than my family. You know, so I still have that in me where I go to the paintball tournament and I feel like I'm at home Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, which is kind of a strange thing. I think Um, a lot of paintball players can relate to that. Yeah. I really do. I think that's what connects a lot of us, you know? mm -hmm. It's a cool thing, but it's also hard too, right? Like you, you, you know, it's not my home. My home is my home with, with my family and my children and my wife. And that's, you know, where I, where I'm, where I belong and where I need to be. And, you know, ultimately that's, you know my top priority is there, but you're so right. Uh, to be able to, to perform at the event, you need to be able to know that it's okay that you're doing it. And maybe you miss a birthday, maybe you miss Halloween, maybe you miss something, you know, but you have to know that it's okay. And, you know, if it's not okay, then it's gotta be, you know, fleshed out and, and then you, you adjust accordingly. But, you know, you're right. It's like, you know, Margaret says, Hey, go, go out there and kick ass. You know, you know how powerful that is. That's like, that's heavy duty. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if Sarah says go Tyler, go out there and bring it home, you know, I know that you'll go there and rip heads off. That's right. 
Yeah, and uh, my my kids too. You know, like when Theo tells me to go get a trophy for him, man, Dude, I'm getting yeah. a fucking yeah. trophy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm coming back with for that. Sure. Thing. Um, but yeah, and Marsh, you're absolutely right. Um, eggs, you know, it's you got to be dialed in when you head into an event. You have to, you know, and thankfully, all of us here have tremendous amount of support and people that love us and cheer us on and want us to do the best. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate in that regard. But there are a lot of wars being waged out there in many different ways that um, before you head into a, an event, you got to make sure you got it all dialed in properly because, you know, it's uh, you have to be crystal clear. You got to be making good decisions out there and you can't have any other thoughts in your mind when you're out there playing paintball. You can't be thinking about work. You can't be thinking about, you know, what's going on at home. You got to be thinking about those guys shooting paintball pellets at you because, you know, they're trying. And to- that's honestly one of the reasons I play. I mean, just because... You know, I I know that in a tournament setting, like you need to have that focus and that dedication and the planning and the, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about actually being in the game. Yeah. You're playing a game of paintball. You have no time to think about, you know, your dentist appointment. (laughs) You have no time to think about, you know, getting your kid to school. You have to think about, okay, how am I not going to get shot? And how am I going to maybe shoot that other guy? My my dentist appointment when Dalton, uh, shoulder bumped me and chipped my tooth at the event this weekend. Oh, (laughs) you did? Yeah. Right right before one of the matches on Sunday, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, Dalton, let's go. I gave him a hug from behind. (laughs) He like popped up. It's like, Ooh, Ooh. Mm. Got a little chip. It there. didn't actually chip it, did it? Yeah, hundred percent. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny chip. You can hardly oh, see it. But yeah, it's there. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is, if I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack and the fucking in the horn blows <laughs> and it's time to play paintball, <laughs> you are no longer having an anxiety attack. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're yeah. instantly you're, get you're, you're str- no, you're straight into the moment. It's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't you can't afford not to be, or you, it's going to end horribly for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely brings you straight to the moment. That's for sure. Yeah, so I mean, that's 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 a form of meditation, right? Being completely in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. if you're totally. flying down the hill on a pair of skis. You're not gonna, you know, stop and think about you know <laughs> what you're gonna watch on TV later. <laughs> no, no, you're not for sure. Dude, that's that great. is a great thing about sports, and, and paintball is one of the best sports for that for forcing you right into the moment to where you're not thinking about anything else. You are in flow state. Adrenaline's pumping and, and like any distraction does lead to dire consequences sometimes. So it's like, it, it, it's a great form of meditation. You know, a lot of, a lot of like, you know, fast paced, uh, high action sports are, are like that. Yeah. And like, I appreciate like, I mean, like race car driving, like you watch that on TV, you're yeah. like, eh, you know, they're driving in a circle. Like, dude, I did this race car driving class one time. It requires so much focus mentally that you're exhausted physically afterward. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Totally. Yeah, One it's mistake, hard for that's your life. Like that's a that's a totally different ball game. <clears throat> yeah, I mean you crash, you die. Al, uh, Kalen is one of our PTG supporters. He had a question. I, we were talking about art. He's an artist as well, and he was wondering who are some of your favorite artists. Um, I mean, different types of artists for different things, but like Rembrandt, probably yeah. one of my favorite classic p- painters, masterful uh, uh, portrait artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. Uh, um a uh, goldsworthy uh he's a um a landscape and nature artist like he does these these pieces that um can like uh like he finds like the perfect gradients of leaves and puts them together like on the water and it just goes away after andy goldsworthy yeah it's an amazing uh amazing artist check him out um uh who else do i love uh I do like uh, Mondrian for like kind of an abstract artist. And of course, um, 
uh, Salvador Dali and the surrealists Magritte. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, just a tremendous appreciation for art. And uh, I did go to Florence before COVID and got to go to the Uffizi and see like, you know, all those uh, yeah. beautiful Renaissance paintings. And, um, and that's, uh, yeah, quite uh, an amazing thing to see you know, the passion and the power and the amount of time those guys would put in. I mean, there was no, there was nothing else to do. It was like, you know, you survive and then you paint, right. And they contract yeah. the church would con the, the church would contract you to paint a, a picture and they'd give you 10 years, you know, it was like, you know, that's your job. That's you know? crazy. Of course, that you know, Michelangelo, so Leonardo da Vinci, the masters. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I have a appreciation just across the board for people that are passionate and actually, you know, like Marcus, uh, that's funny you say that. So Marcus, Mm. um, you know, he wasn't like a traditional artist, but I was doing like a lot of resin painting and he came up to visit me one time and we had, we went to the beach and found an old piece of driftwood and brought it back to my shop and, um, started doing, pouring resin all over it and coloring it and we're like dude we're gonna make a lamp out of this thing it's badass <laughs> and it's right here i'll show you that's awesome it's it's right here yeah it's right here it's a huge piece of drift so, oh, got like wow. this huge vein of resin that goes down it and like got these beautiful colors and um i've got a really cool picture of them actually like you know making it with this blowtorch it's really heavy but i was thinking of making like an iron stand for it and putting a a, a light oh, wow. at the top and like a kind of a memorial for him you have um, to of course yeah no yeah and so I for the YouTubers, of him actually you, working on it. Yeah, all the listeners head over to the YouTube channel. We're uh, about an hour and fifteen minutes in, and you should be able to uh, to see what Alex is talking about. It's a beautiful piece right there. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll give you a closer look. Let me move my computer. There we go. Can yeah, we got to bring that to life immediately. Yeah. So it almost looks wow, like like water, man. like like an ocean there. I got I got to polish it out so it's mm-hmm. like really crystal. But it goes all the way down. It's got these beautiful uh, wow. colors, and it's on the back too um that is right i mean like you know marcus not a painter but he's an artist yeah he's like yeah let me see that let me try that yeah give me that thing i want to try that paintbrush (laughs) yeah so so that's just you know that i miss him so much great person me too yeah he's yeah he is the best he'll always be the best uh marcus in the sky and i see him all the time in the clouds you know that was his thing is the clouds and it just it hits me. It's like hits me square in the in the heart every time I see a cloud. Just about. Um, also, who was your first confirmed pro elimination? Who did you get out first? Do you remember who it was? In a in a match in a yeah. game in a tournament. Um, yeah, in a tournament. Uh man. So I know we played. So 1998 World Cup. We played. That was my first tournament where we played pros mm-hmm. not sure if i shot a pro i think we played image and i shot somebody but i don't know who it was that's damn image um, at that time yeah but we yeah. lost the game horribly yeah um <laughs> uh i think i might have shot someone but i know we played image again when i was on the diggers the next year in 1999 and i shot two guys um and we almost won the game and i was coming back i had the back door on this woods field in vegas and i'm like oh yeah it's over, right? I'm about to go dice these guys. And um, and I'm coming back, right? And I'm almost to their flag station. And then I get lit up. And it's Opie Thomas. And I'm, I'm walking off the field. And he goes, patience is a virtue. That's why you're walking and I'm talking. And, and, uh, That's going to be my new like, pickup line. But the dude is like back. Like he was hiding in the flag station. Like, dude, you're a my pro, man. man. You're supposed to be in the mix. Yeah. But he saved the game for him. 
Uh, and then yeah. he got our back door because I was yeah. the last guy in that tape. Damn. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't, a good I don't remember exactly who it was, but um, yeah, I think, I think it might have been in that image game in 98. That's awesome. We have a bunch of questions from uh, our Discord chat community. Shout out to the PTG fam. Um, we'll, we'll probably dive into these a little bit more, but I'm sure. Marsh, did you have a segment that you wanted to get into with, uh, with maybe talking about Field One or anything like that? Um, well, Alex, I, I would actually like to, you know, if there's anything we want to talk about as far as Dynasty, there's a lot of really exciting stuff going on there. Um, what you guys yeah, have been so, doing. Um, first thing is like, I'm super stoked that you guys are, are partners in it. And really that's, um, you know, one of the things that I feel like we started the team where everyone was partners, right. And eventually we, you know, guys left the team and they wanted to get bought out and, you know, it got whittled down from whatever it was, 13 people to start or nine people or something. And it, it ended up just being me, me, Yoshi and Ryan. And we, you know, end of last year, we got together and we're like, Hey man, you know, maybe we should, you know, kind of start positioning this like we used to have it where it was like, you know, you're in the team and you're part of the team and you're part owner on the team. And, you know, if you leave the team, then you're not an owner anymore. You know, that's kind of the way it was, or you can retain your ownership as long as you're not competing against us. So, um, oh, Hey guys, I'm on an interview. <laughs> um, who is uh, that it's wayne uh wayne train there you wayne, go. Uh, wayne black i don't know <laughs> I, I, you guys probably know him shout um, out to wayne yeah he's a uh, uh norcal faithful um one of the one of the kings of the uh of the game for sure um yep. played on lofty back in the day with there us so one of my boys um anyway um yeah i i think that that's you know we have a question about that too by the yeah, way actually shout yeah. out to iconic paintball and quinn they do everything he's doing Absolutely fantastic. Play the game is uh, partnered with them, actually. And we're going to be asking each guest a iconic paintball question uh, every episode, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, we're actually um, we're working on something. Hormesis is working on something with him, too. And he's been really helpful. He wrote all the profiles for our CoinDuel page. Um, beautiful ar- article mm-hmm. about Marcus. Mm-hmm. Go check out the iconic paintball website. There's a lot of good content on there and yep. really thoughtful. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's I would say it's a website dedicated for two pros right like mm-hmm. i want to go there and read the content on there because it's interesting to me and i'm involved intimately with the stuff he's talking about totally yeah agree. so yeah so and he's got a, a, a real perspective i mean he's in the trenches he's at the tournaments he's talking to the pros so yeah shout yeah. out to quinn and iconic paintball go check it out um good stuff and um is it just iconic correct yeah that's it yep. iconic paintball.com yep. yeah and he's got some over. cool things i've talked to him he's got some cool things in the works and i think that um you know, hopefully the community can support him and, and, um, you know, make it a cool thing. Cause I think he's got some really fun, uh, unique ideas that, you know, could make what we're doing, you know, it, it, have it be acknowledged. And, and also, yes. you know, I feel like it's, it, it makes it cool. Oh yeah. Totally. We need, we need him yeah. and he's doing yeah. tremendous amount of work in the, the paintball landscape right now. It's awesome. I actually just did an interview for him as well. That should be coming out pretty shortly here. Um, just about like, the, the whole 14 year old pro story type thing. And, and, you know, then looking back on it after almost 20 years and kind of giving some perspective on all that. Yeah. I mean, you have a crazy story, man. I mean, you should, you should, uh, get interviewed for sure. I mean, yeah, that's, was, uh, amazing. I mean, you were like, you know, there's a group of guys that I feel like I, I call them honorary iron kids, right? Like Marcella's one, you're one, Kyle's one, you know, there's a the handful of guys that, you know, that I feel like, yeah. Kenny Clamper, Dalton, Marcus, mm-hmm. um, guys that were never on the Iron Kids, but kind of had that same path, 
Um, and there's tons of them out there, you know, just the ones that I know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I feel that you, you know, your story is, um, one that, uh, needs to be told. It's just a little bit early to tell it because, uh, you know, you're so, you're still right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. When is that movie coming out? The Iron Kids? Um, so we're like kind of in pre-production right now. Um, and really we don't have a release date, but our, our goal is, you know, to make it really good. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have a timeline. We're just, we're going to make it and, you know, we're not promising any, you know, release date mm-hmm. or anything. We're just going to do our best to make the best show we can. And, and, um, and then, you know, let people yeah. watch it. That's so it. excited for that, dude. Netflix is going to eat it up. I'm telling yeah. you that is going to be on Netflix. <laughs> we'll see. That yeah, is going to be so know, good, man. We have a good story. So um, yeah, I feel yeah, like, and it, it happened so long ago, a lot of people don't really know it. Right. Mm-hmm. You were getting into something before, before, uh, Oh, it was the dynasty stuff. So yeah, yeah okay. just, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm stoked to have you guys involved and, and, um, you know, I feel like, you know, we're going to be able to do some things to, uh, to, uh, make it, mix it up and, and, um, you know, make the team more, more relevant and keep and keep it relevant. So, um, you know, one of those things is a project we're working on with Hormesis and dynasty collab, which, uh, we weren't planning on, uh, releasing till next year, but, because dynasty won the tournament i'm going to throw five headbands out to the um play the game community and uh they're limited what? uh dynasty oh, headbands they're pretty dope if you go to the youtube you can check them out they have a dynasty pattern <laughs> with waves and dragon heads and then the hormesis oh, tag but with a dynasty uh logo so um, Damn, i'm going to drop man. you guys five of those for five lucky um play wow. the game supporters so uh you guys can can dish those out however you want and um There'll be more to come if Dynasty win World wins World Cup. So, man, now um, that's amazing, yeah, dude! That's Holy a, smokes! That's a, a Dynasty victory uh, kickdown wow. for the for the for the peeps. So those headbands are, are are limited, and they're going to be a part of a project that um, you know we're we're up to right now. That's um, hopefully going to be kind of a fun and uh, interesting um, shakeup. Dude, and, the hormesis um, God Himself has blessed the PTG world. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Dude, I love you guys, man. Come on. Uh, that's tremendous. Um, the the community is going to lose their shit over that. That's they're going to be going crazy. That is amazing. Thank you so yeah, much. So, so whenever you're ready, just send me the addresses and uh, I'll ship them out. Uh, Alex, we have a whole like thread. It's a gear talk in our in our Discord, and hormesis is like the the number one topic <laughs> throughout everything. They're going to go crazy over this. They're going to love these headbands. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome, dude. That's crazy. And I mean, you're styling over here. Let's talk about your shirt, bro. Look at this. Yeah, thing. Oliver, Oliver just whips <laughs> these little guys up. It's actually pretty cool how they make these. They're, it's called batik stamping. Uh-huh. So, the, and the same with the one uh, Marcel is wearing. So, what they do is they make a wax uh, stamp by hand, like it's a uh, made out of copper. And then they dip it in wax and then stamp it on the fabric a bunch of times. And then they dye the shirt and then they melt the wax off. So it leaves that, oh, you know, wow. that wow. pattern. And, you know, if you notice, like if you look at each hormesis, they're all a little bit different because the wax doesn't cover the same way every time. Uh-huh. So it's the same way with this pattern. Like somebody sits there and very puts cool. wax on the shirt, like, and, you know, very carefully. It's yeah, literally so, handmade. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, the same way. Dude. That's the same way these, um, uh, these are made too. So if you, if you go on the Hormesis website, there's like a little, uh, video that kind of shows the place we make them. And it's like very old world. Like literally they have indigo trees out in the back and they go and they chop off the, the branches and the branch, the branches grow back. So, you know, the tree keeps giving the leaves, right? They don't mm-hmm. have to cut down the whole tree. 
It is literally like Louis Vuitton or Burberry of paintball. I keep saying this to you because I mean it wholeheartedly. Like it, it okay. is, it is such, it's become high fashion and the process you're explaining is so cool and much of like Louis Vuitton when they first started and, and these like fashion. Yeah. I mean, this is something that you just couldn't do in the States. Really. Yeah, totally. I mean, it just, it would be far too expensive. And also like the, the knowledge and the, the artesian nature of it, you just have to have like the old world, Yeah, you know, you, you had to have learned it from your grandfather, how to like fold the, the Dude. little thing, you know, to hold, I have one, hold on. I'm going to go grab it real quick. One okay. second. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, he's breaking it so, all down here, man. That's hold crazy. Hold on real quick. Look at the shirt that was sitting behind him this entire time, this Iron Kids Hormesis shirt. So this one they made backwards, <laughs> so Oliver sent it to me. So somebody like sat there and bent this, you know, out of copper Whoa. in yeah. my hand, right? And yeah. and and um and made the the shape, right? So then they wax it and and stamp that's it. That's tremendous. This one they made backwards, so they had to make it again. <laughs> Unreal. So for the yeah. YouTubers, you can see the actual stamp. Yeah that Alex is holding up here and that's what they are stamping on to the fabric and then they melt the wax off after they dye it and that's what leaves the you know the pattern there that's yeah. pretty crazy it's, it's not dissimilar to how they anodize paintball guns like that's yeah. kind of like the same type of process where they mask wow. it and then color it um but yeah so you know it, it is uh it is um a, a cool a cool process and and mm -hmm. uh you know are we going to see um, more Hormesis Dynasty collaborations? Is that going to be something that we can look forward to in the future? I don't know. I mean, this one is going to be um, part of a project we're like kind of the first project we're working on. It's not a sponsorship. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a um, kind of a limited release of items that uh, it's going to be available through an outlet that we're creating um, mm -hmm. with, you know, with the team. So kind of a, um, you know, the, the thrust is, is, you know, is provide something cool and unique to the dynasty supporters and, and, um, and also maybe generate a little revenue for the team so we can go out and, uh, pay you so we can get you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Al. Dude. Um, you guys are crushing it, man. And you're, this is just one aspect. Field one is a whole nother ball of wax. Go figure. We're talking, you know, the wax, um, that you guys, <laughs> are uh are molding over there um i would love to dive into that a little bit and talk about field one and, and what you guys got cooking if if you guys have um new ideas for guns or anything like that moving into the future or what we can expect to see from field one yeah so we're you know again our whole thrust with field one is create something that we want to use and um you know we're really happy with the force and you know we're making some small improvements to it and we'll probably do another release of of that gun and um we're working on you know some other uh, different platforms, but nothing in the near future. We're just doing our best to uh, improve and support the forces that are out there. And we're small, you know, it's just me, Yosh and Eric over here, uh, you know, putting in screws and, and uh, you know, making sure everything works. So, um, you know, I think we're kind of, a, we're not trying to go and, and even though we do have a working product and people like it, um, you know, we're still not going to send it to China and just have them deliver the boxes, you know, and, and hope they're right. Like, you know, we're, we're still going to do it slow and right. That's, that's our, that's our thing right now. So, yeah. Um, and, and it's okay that we're, we're moving slow. Um, but I, I feel like we're doing it the right way. So that's, you know, that's the story with field one right now. And we do have some exciting stuff, uh, coming down the pipe and, um, you know, look for us, uh, being out there but i mean the guns are tested and and uh 
and proven in battle. So, you know, you can't really ask for more than that. Mm-hmm. And again, like we said, our number one thing, right, is we, we want to be able to shoot brittle paint. So that was our number one um, design feature. And I feel like we accomplished that. I mean, we're able to shoot some really brittle paint and that's the razor's edge stuff we're talking about winning and losing tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of our, you know, PTG fan was wondering, do you guys got a pop it valve? Uh, ever going to come out possibly yeah, we're, we we will make another pop-up valve yes nice awesome that'll be epic yeah that's so. yeah, a lot of people want that a lot of people that's that's one of the number one things that i get asked it's so funny i mean mm-hmm. uh, obviously uh when we announced the dynasty deal alex so many people message and we're like so does does this mean you own part of field one i'm like no they're two separate things you know that was number one question number two is is field one going to make a pop-it gun yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh yeah i don't know this is not a question for me we will we will make a pop again at some point and we we do have some thoughts and some ideas there and um we want to make it good absolutely cool. that's the cornerstone right right there yeah yeah it's got to be good and again like you said something that we can use field one has won two of the last four events it's pretty good yeah amazing the guns work it's pretty good they definitely work man yeah absolutely um Alex, we have a listener. Uh, you actually know him uh, indirectly. You haven't talked to him in person, but he's the guy who made the jersey for you, Steve. Young oh, yeah, Steve. I have the jersey right over there. Yeah, he's fantastic. He Gator wants to gang. call in. Gator, Gator gang. gang, exactly. Um, he wants to call in and ask you a question. Let's do uh, it. All right, Steve. Shout out to I mean, Steve. Shout out to the I mean, Goat Fam. Let's get go, him on goats. The line here. Absolutely. I got my shout goat shirt on for the YouTubers. If you, we have like this goat merch. If you, if you become a yeah, goat, no, it's rad. you guys, the whoever designed it did a good job. I like Hold the colors too. Actually, you're going to talk to him. All Stevie, right. Stevie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Let me, uh, let me figure this out real quick. We're going to push the talk. But what's up, guys? <laughs> yo, yo. What up, Steve? Yo, hey, Steve. We have Alex Frazier here on the line. Thanks for the jersey. You're a king. I tried to wear it at practice. Oh, Alex, I tried to wear it at practice, on? and they're like, "It's not an HK. You can't wear it." I was like, "I don't care. Let me live." No, I listen. I love it. I, Marcelo even told me he's, like, he's not going to wear it because it's not HK. I was like, "I don't care. I just want him to have it." Hey, that's what I said too. I was like, "Dude, I'm wearing it." I'm like, no, they made they made me not wear it. So just so you know, yeah. It's okay. You, it's you a Steve, I sleep in it at night. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. I went, I'm put it on my way. It's on. I was like, oh, you got the Gator Gang shirt on. It's on. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for that. Well, man. listen, that's, that's awesome. What? Well, Alex, dude, you were amazing to me. Not only did you help me uh, through Marcelo, but then at Philly, I don't know if you remember, but you just took a band off your head and tossed it to me. And, you know, that was just unreal. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, um, it's uh, it's it's great to know that, you know, that um, the generosity is out there and, and, you know, it's we're all part of the same same big ball of wax. So uh, <laughs> may as well be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So what are you guys talking about? I have, I figure I have a couple of questions, but like, I don't know where you're at in your combo. Yeah. I mean, dude, we've went through the whole thing, you know, the, the MVP performance, uh, dynasty hormesis. Um, yeah, we've kind of touched base and caught up on a lot of different things. Hell yeah. There was one point you guys were playing NRG. Alex, I'm sure you remember you shot like three people within three seconds and it was the third one was one ball. It was like the fastest shot I've ever seen. You're, where are you? You're like in their snake three. 
and you shoot the guy that pops over the snake one. It was an unbelievable shot. So like you talk about being an MVP, like absolutely start to finish. That's, that's called a whip shot. The whip. Yeah, where you whip, whip shot, shot him right in the face. Yeah. So usually I'm on the uh, receiving end of the whip shot. <laughs> but uh, that that one was, uh, yeah, lucky I got one on him. Man, I got I got whip shot so bad by Dylan Boyum in uh, practice. I was like, I got to that. He was in the can that you played, Marcelo. And I got to the second Dorito. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you were behind me. And um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to ring this guy up. And I, I roll out and he's completely wrapped around and I have his whole body. And I just start I start shooting and I miss him completely. And he sees me out of the corner of his eye and just shoots one ball while tucking in and just whip shot me. And I just I want to throw my gun, man. I was like walking to the sun. That's so That's stupid. The I whip shot. But, um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess for my question man like you you said it yourself you, you used the word generosity and that's funny because that was in my actual question that i sent to marcelo but uh you know you and oliver like your generosity and sharing yourselves and your brand back with the community and like spreading all that positivity i guess like for everybody to just say kind of thank you uh because i don't want to put it on everybody in the community to be like oh paintball is so negative but just the positivity that you guys promote i think was needed and uh, it really helps push paintball forward. So uh, with Formesis, like what made, I guess the question would be, what made you guys launch it now? And how long did you work on it before it was ready to go? You know, was it a snap decision? Was it a long uh, planning process? What, how did it all come together? So the very first phone call I think about it was in July of 2020, like right in the middle of COVID. And, um, and then he made the headbands and then I put some packaging together and we're like, yeah, maybe we'll sell a couple hundred of these. And you know, no one's going to pay $85 for a headband. That's crazy. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we had a product at in December, um, and, uh, we gave them to some of the, I gave them to some of the team guys at world cup, which I didn't go to, but, um, a few of the guys wore them out there and we made some, uh, for Tim Montrosser and we just gave those to like his best friends just as like a, a gift, right? That was like the first one yeah. that was a gift. We said, we, Tim, Tim passed away. We want to give something to like Ryan Moorhead and Chad and Jason Trozen and Russell and, you know, the guys that were his boys. Cause I couldn't imagine losing like, you know, Ryan or Oliver or, or Yosh in that way, you know, like that's what that was. And we're like, okay, we're going to make something just for, and that was like kind of like the first gift, right. To those guys. And, um, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say we really had aspirations to like become a big paintball company and we still don't, we're just, you know, looking at it as, you know, kind of a fun art project and, um, and paying, uh, homage to the things that mattered to us and impacted us in, in our journey. And, um, in that kind of idea, I feel like has, has rubbed off in a positive way, right? Somebody did something along the way to help you, uh, you know, acknowledge that. And that feels good. I mean, it feels better to give somebody a headband as a gift and say, Hey man, you meant something to me. You mean something to me, you know, and here's why. And, uh, and it then to sell a headband and make a hundred dollars to me at least. Mm -hmm. So um, hey, that, res that resonates with me. I actually dude, my hormesis order page is like three pages long. And I think I only own, five of them. I've given every single person on my team a headband as like a gift, uh, specifically for that aspect. Like it was so hype. Everybody loved it so much. And I got pretty good at getting them on the website. 
So I was like, I'm going to make sure that everybody that I care about has a band on their head. Yeah, and, and it, feels, uh, was, it feels better to give it than receive it, right? Just like Christmas, mm-hmm. you know? You feel Dude, better 100%. sometimes the giving look on, it than, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the look on their face when you, like, you know, you give them their crown, they're just so hype about it. Like, our team photographer, I got him one of the, the uh, media bands, and yeah. it, it was it was just unreal. Like, the fact that you guys create such a great product and it has such great positivity attached to it, like I said, it's just right place, right time. Thanks, Steve. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, Marcel, is it cool if I ask another question? Yeah, hundred percent. That second one you had in there was really good. So yeah, let's let's dive okay, into that. Okay, cool. Yeah, is Ty? Yo, is Ty even out there? I am so sorry. I haven't even mentioned you once, bro. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, right, I, I greeted <laughs> I greeted you when you came on the show, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely nah. on my show right now for sure. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I didn't hear you. It's hard enough to talk young, to two legends and then Stevie, you throw the third one. Stevie is part of the algorithm. He's, he's you know, typically the uh, PTG bot. I like bot, how he, so. he checked in with you there, though. Huh. <laughs> the PTG yeah. bot. All right, I'll just he hang made, He now made sure to check in with Marcelo, though. He said, yeah. hey, Well, Marcelo, I did call yeah. him, you know. Yeah. I, I was the one that he called did. him. <laughs> he puts all the pressure on me, Ty. That's why. Okay. Uh, so, that's Alex, so we got <laughs> hormesis, but field one. So, um, on I always talk about people like this. I love my force. I shoot one as like my main marker, but um, on paper, a lot of people point out like the the force doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. And I always tell people like, Hey, like you need to actually take it on the field and shoot it. And then you'll understand why it's a great marker. Like it's just a player's gun is what I call it and how I explain it to people. But what kind of thought process goes into like what features you're going to put into a marker what features you're not going to put in like magnetic eye covers or like bluetooth connections to hoppers you know where do you guys draw the lines how does that decision process really formulate and then what is maybe one feature that's not in the force now that you would like to see you know in a second iteration or some kind of update later on so yeah, our, our main thrust it was obviously building something we wanted to use and the little like bells and whistles don't matter in a tournament right like if you have a four color led screen that talks to you doesn't matter when you need to shoot the most brittle paint to get the guy uh, to get it to break on the guy right so our two our our features were make it let it be able to handle brittle paint so breach geometry the way the the bolt strikes the ball you know uh, you know those were the things that we really focused on and when that, um, when that sexy, you know, voice or that, that, uh, you know, you could set it, it gets me fired up. I'm not going to lie. Let's go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not as attractive as the guy screaming when you bunker him. Uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, I will say, you know, it, it, people are like, yeah, it's too heavy. What I say is, you know, if, if I can, if Alex Reggie can lift it up, so can you, um, but time out. But, and, then, out. and then the next, and then the next thing about it is, we we wanted to make it um, <laughs> not have to be maintenance a lot. You don't you don't really have to grease these guns. I mean, I I the gun I'm using right now, I have not greased it since the last tournament, Philadelphia. So I went through I went through two practices, Philadelphia, two more practices than this tournament and I haven't opened up the engine yet. So, 
um, there's this precon there's this preconceived oh. notion because it's a spool spool valve gun. You need to like constantly lube it because historically, you know, that O ring of that sail O ring gets dry and then can cause like a first shot drop off situation. We use U cups that are a dynamic seal or for our dynamic seals, which are much more expensive and and uh, kind of a pain to put in. But you, I've never changed one yet on any gun. So, um, you know, unless there's like a catastrophic, like a, a leak or something that it was a bad thing going into the gun. Right. But, you know, you really, I, and, and because we're making them, I like to shoot mine until it fails, you know, just to see as a test. Right. So that's what I do. Right. I shoot it till the batteries die. I shoot it till it starts getting, you know, having a problem. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, being able to handle brittle paint is what matters in a tournament. I mean, if you were to tell me, okay, um, you can either have the best looking gun and it's going to shoot fastest and have be the most efficient and be the lightest, but you're going to break five balls a day, or you can shoot this gun over here. That's going to break zero paintballs a day. You know, you're going to be able to shoot the most brittle paint, but it's going to be, you know, heavy and ugly and it's not going to have, you know, it's not going to shoot as fast, whatever it is. I mean, I know that's all standardized now, but I would take that gun. That's not going to break a ball every time because if you break a ball in a critical moment it's over yeah it's so true yeah no i i mean you're you're preaching to the choir with me i think it's good to hear it uh from you directly uh but i, I dude on the field oh that thing's so heavy or you know oh you have to use the allen t to take off the eye covers and i'm just like what like none of none of that matters to me like when i when you fill up whatever gun you know, with air, you put air in your tank, you put paint in the hopper, like it's all the same weight to me. Yeah, you don't need to take off your eye covers if you don't break paint. But hey, if, <laughs> yeah, if um, we are, we are though, we are working on some toolless eye covers and some things to kind of catch us up to, you know, the like Eclipse and, and Lux, which are both great guns. You know, it's really, you know, uh, at the top end there, it's a, a lot of, uh, you know, preference, you know, how you like the feel of which one. And, you know, we appreciate that. And we built one and, that we wanted to use. And the Lux is a great marker. Like the Lux is my backup. So shout out to Houston Heat and Ty over there. I don't want to leave leave you out too much. Uh, I've already done terrible things. <laughs> and you know, I, I, we shot we shot Shockers and Luxes for 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 years. Great gun. Yeah. No, I, I hey, listen, that that's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you answering my questions directly from me. Thanks, Marcel and Ty, for giving me the opportunity. All day, but, uh, dude. Yeah, that's everything I've got. Of course. <laughs> Shout out Thanks, to the Steve. GOAT community. And, and great uh, 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 design chops over there. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, dude. Alex, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Like, when I saw that picture, I was so hyped. More so. I was like, don't you dare post this anywhere. I was like, I won't. I won't put it out anywhere. I promise. It's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I we know what you do with that picture, Steve. we appreciate you so much steve yep. and shout out to all the goats out there thank you for everything that you do for the paintball community as well steve you're a pioneer bro we appreciate you thank you bro have a great night guys thanks brother Later. You too. thanks <laughs> young stevie Nice. Shout out to young Steve. And, and when, you know, just quickly when it comes to, you know, shout outs and paintball companies, I just, you know, obviously, you know, HK buy that, 
by HK. That's those guys are the best. They, uh, you know, been supporting us for a long time and we've been, we've been ripping it in the best gear and Tyler, you know, you guys are looking, looking sharp, just like us. Um, obviously field one carbon shout out for the golden barrel NXL and go sports doing a great job, but I really want to focus on the, the guys like you guys and the guys like Nico that have their own little thing going and, and, you know, come up with an idea and make something. And, you know, a lot of them are players and, or pros or not pros or whatever, but they care, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing it cause they love it and they care. You know, you got tank dangle guy, like, mm-hmm. I mean, totally. Uh, um, he's great. And, uh, Randall is his name and uh, yeah, yeah, it's Randall. a cool idea, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an interesting, neat thing, right? Like I'm like about that. Right. So Island Designs for supporting the supporting the boys. Tigerware, it's Kyle's new thing coming out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just cool, cool things that the guys that are in the trenches are, are making. So, you know, yeah. support those guys. Absolutely. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy paintball. What a cool name. Enjoy 100%. paintball. Yeah. I know. Nico's the man. He's he is. Good. Play the game and enjoy paintball. That's, That's it. Right. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fantastic. Al, one of we kind of touch on uh, something that leads into a a, <laughs> a really funny question from one of our OG goats, Chris Tucker. He's been in the Discord for a long time, but uh, he wants to know if you're happy that you proved you don't have to work out to play paintball. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got us dude you finally yeah. got us <laughs> no well you, you, being in shape doesn't hurt i mean I, you know look the best way to the best way to get in shape for paintball is to play paintball mm-hmm. and i felt like i had you know six really good days of playing paintball before the tournament and um you know you can you can work out all you want that's not going to hurt you but um you know really i think you know, you've got to be in, in paintball shape, those paintball muscles, and, uh, you can do all the drills you want in the gym, but, um, you know, you do, uh, you do need to, um, have that paintball, paintball, uh, physicality, your body working. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally different. It's, it's like you can, you're right. You can do so much exercising in the gym and all these different routines and workouts, but you go and play a paintball match and it's a, it's a, just a different ball game. You know, every, and, and the mental part of it is a lot of that. I mean, you're mentally sure. exhausted yeah. and that takes, totally. that, that takes away from, you know, that, that, that wears on you physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The screaming and yelling and trying to communicate and worrying about where the guy is and all that stuff. It's all energy out. For um, sure. and, uh, yeah, but I mean, look, I didn't prove anything working out. It, it, it's the, it's, you know, it's, it helps. All right. <laughs> Damn. All right. Here we go. We got well, I know. I'm like sure that. that you you hit the bike and you do your form of workouts as well. You know, it might might not be going to the gym, but I know that you work out as well too. Eggs. You know. Yeah, I get my I get my uh, my my steps in. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Nice. Absolutely. Um, all right. We got another one here. Um, what are your thoughts on leagues working with existing fields to host future NXL events and become home fields for pro teams in those regions? And I'll have, I have another question after you answer that. So like regional tournaments? Yeah. So they're, they're talking about the NXL is talking about, you know, having certain amount of fields around the country that are like fields that host these big events and kind of pouring, you know, more love let's say into those existing infrastructures and building those out yeah so i mean i like that because it, it kind of it, uh, they had one in sacramento over here yeah. and i it felt like 
more lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know, than, than an NXL tournament. Like you had, you know, um, uh, impact played it, but then you had a couple mashup teams, you had excessive in there, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was kind of a nice vibe. And it reminded me of like, you know, a local tournament mm-hmm. where instead of like, you know, having this NXL thing. And also the cool thing about it is, is there's a mix up between the different, um, the different, uh, divisions. Mm. Cause when we go now, we're like on the one side of the, of the venue and then everybody else is on the other side of the venue. You go all weekend without seeing anybody from the divisional thing, mm-hmm. which is one thing I feel like we're missing, um, from back in the day is that you get to, um, Whoa. you get to, uh, play, you used to get to play a couple of pro teams if you're an amateur. Right? Yeah. So you go to the tournament, you play two pros, two amateur A's, and then, you know, two amateur B's or whatever. And that was the prelims, but you got your crack at a pro, you know? And that's one of the things like that kind of inspired the coin duel is like, I want to be able to bond the, you know, bridge that gap again. I want some kid to come up to Tyler Harmon and be like, Hey man, play me in a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then you meet the kid, you know, either way like you win, the kid's happy. you got to play you. The, the kid beats you, you know, you, you're, you're pissed or whatever, but you're probably become his favorite player because he's like, dude, I beat Tyler Harmon. Here's his coin. Yeah. And if you're gracious about it, everyone watching is like, wow, Tyler's mm-hmm. the man, mm-hmm. you know, you win um, no matter what on that essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're you changing can. lives, you know, like I've heard you talk about it as well. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. If I'm, I'm supposed to win. If I lose, Dude, that is rad that you just beat me. And that is going to propel your paintball life in a whole new direction because sure. you're. Sure. I mean, you could, you maybe made some person's career. Totally. Right? I or, know that. Or gave them the, or gave them the passion to come play paintball again next weekend. Well, here's the thing, Alex. I played mm-hmm. Oliver when I was like 11 years old in Modesto and I beat him in a one on one. I challenged mm-hmm. Oliver to a one on one and I beat him. And I said, if I could fucking beat him, I could beat anybody. And then Look at I got you now, dude. You can't beat anybody. You do beat anybody. <laughs> I was like, dude. You beat, you beat anybody and his friend. <laughs> uh, so it does, it changes, it changed my life, you know, a firsthand experience there. And you're paying that forward and, it, and it's a beautiful thing, man. It's cool to see. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about those events. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you get the nickname Eggs? So Marcus Nielsen gave me that name. So <laughs> it's actually in the the article um, by Quinn on uh, Iconic Paintball about Marcus. Yeah. And um, we had a long night of drinking and it wasn't like, I don't think it was a practice weekend, but we played paintball every weekend anyway. And we were like, we're going to play tomorrow. Yeah. Who's coming? Who's coming? Like we'd all say that at like two in the morning. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously nine o'clock would roll around and be like, oh, I'm not going. You know, I need a burrito. <laughs> and uh, so this one morning. I didn't go, but Oliver and Marcus did. And they were like horribly hung over. Like, you know how you're in that state when you're hung over where you're just like, can't oh. think, but like everything is funny because um, you're in so much pain. <laughs> so there was a sign on the way to Velocity Paintball Field that said fresh eggs because they sold fresh eggs there. And they were talking to me on the phone. And um, I remember they were like eating Subway sandwiches because they were going pepperoncinis, pepperon, pepperoncinis, pepperoncinis. And they're like doing this wordplay, right? So then Marcus is like, fresh eggs. Fragy, fresh eggs, fresh agey, like, you know, yeah. that's where it came from. Because my last <laughs> wow. name kind of sounds like the fresh egg sign. Dude, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was like a, a tribute to like scrambled eggs or something, like just throwing you through the center. Because I know it was an iconic movie. So the scrambled yeah. eggs came after the fresh yeah. eggs. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all right. Um, but, so you know the sign I'm talking about on the way to Velocity. Yeah, there was 100%. like, yeah, yeah. It's like right before that left turn. And there's the sign that says fresh yep. egg drinking. <laughs> and it used to, ha- they, they changed it. It used to have like a cute chicken on it. And now it just says fresh <laughs> eggs. 
Dude, that's I awesome. love driving out to Velocity. That's a that's an amazing drive. To this day, it's just beautiful. It's a it's a cool drive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, she has one. Um, looking at the league as a whole, a lot of the top stars were once a part of Dynasty or currently with it. What makes the camp organization have such a great place to develop talent? Would you say? Um, I think you know the knowledge that we've acquired over so long and um, our willingness to share that. And, um, you know, whether it benefits our team or benefits a player, I feel like, you know, that's, um, you know, a lot sometimes, you know, why people come is to, to play with us. I mean, look at a guy like Mike Arena, like he could have just faded into obscurity, you know, when if DMG folded or he just got tired of it or whatever. But, you know, there are players that if you nurture them and surround them with good players that believe in them and and they have the willingness to do it there's a lot of players out there that could be really good Mm -hmm. and um and that's i think what we can bring like i know when i see a certain guy like scott kemp for example scott kemp was a good player but you know not an elite player but i looked at him i watched how he played for that last year he was on the ironman and i know he retired i think for maybe a year in between or two years even but i i was like that guy is going to be good on our team, mm-hmm. you know, because he's intelligent, he cares, he, you know, he wants to be in it. And, and he, he has that drive to, you know, that kind of F you type of thing that even once you get on, cause we've had guys that are great players that they get on dynasty already established guys, right. They get on dynasty and they feel like, Oh, I've made it. You know, the team's just going to win for me. That's mm-hmm. just, that's not the attitude, right. You need to come on the team and be like, I'm going to push somebody out else out. You know, I'm going to learn and I'm going to take uh, the information and I'm going to become better than Oliver. Right. That's mm-hmm. the, that's, you know, you've got to have that attitude also. And then the willingness to accept criticism and, and drink up the knowledge. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it, it's hard in any aspect in business, life, relationships, criticism is hard to, and, and the best advice I guess is just to, to not say anything and be grateful that, that you're getting the wisdom and try and implement a system into developing it, right? For sure. And there's guys like that, like Blake, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he came in and, and I mean, you witnessed that. He came mm-hmm. in and like, you know, was super raw, but he he wasn't a yeah, but guy. He didn't yeah. go, oh, uh, yeah, we lost or I, I uh, this happened um, or, you know, yeah, but I shot two guys last game. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't say stuff like that. He's like you know, how can I improve, yeah. you know, in a, in a, in an open hearted way. And, and we're brutal, man. I mean, you know, get, getting judged by Ryan it, on like, okay, you didn't know the guy was there. Well, you know, you're an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's like critical, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, Ryan is just as critical on himself, if not more critical, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you hold yourself to higher standards than you hold other people to. And, um, and when you do that, you know, you're able to lead by example and people are able to, um, you know, take what you say without, you know, you know, it's not hollow. Yeah. Alex, that leads into, this is a a great question to kind of touch on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's from our man OJ, but it's how exactly do you go about educating the new players and building your paintball IQ? Cause there is a delicate balance in that, you know, Ryan has his way. Sometimes I have my way, you have your way. Everyone has their way. What do you think is the most effective way? Um, well, I mean, I think it has to come with from within the person, right? And the willingness to push their boundaries, you know, and then 
and then when you're when you're at that point where you're able to you know do things that are uncomfortable to you then you can be molded into a great player mm-hmm. and um i i feel like you know the best way to do that really depends on the individual but you know i have my way and my way is is like it's changed you know i used to be very critical and and um you know very assertive and and uh abrasive about it you know but now i just i'm not like that anymore now I'm, i feel like more of a you know okay maybe do it this way next time and and honestly i've kind of lost my my drive to really push a player in that way you know i'm not saying it's not effective i'm just saying you know i just I, i'm not that type of teacher anymore now i just say hey maybe do it this way next time mhm interesting was that um alex harlington was wondering um what were was one of the deciding factors i know you guys didn't bring grayson to the last event in in not having him as a part of the organization anymore that's true yeah um what's up alex uh shout out to you i know you're a hormesis supporter i see your name pop up on there a lot so um yeah big ups um yeah so you know grayson kind of an interesting story i mean we picked we had a lot of guys hurt the circumstances that we picked him up under were kind of you know precarious you know we we um we had a depleted roster and basically we needed a warm body and he was an experienced guy he was local he was willing had a good attitude came out played great against impact in the practice that we had and we're like damn this guy you know he's he's uh he's legit and had a pretty good tournament got in in the mix a couple times and um and uh he played two tournaments with us right yeah. yeah, he played two tournaments with us. But, you know, he's been established and I feel like not a lot of not an easy player to mold, right? Like he he was going to be the player that that we picked up originally and, you know, it's a guy that I feel like you know, you're not going to put him in there ahead of Dalton. You know, it just it, it's a, a guy that's going to be a, you know, sort of a um like a bench guy. Right. And I feel like if we want a bench guy, we want a bench guy that's going to be pushing his way to be a starter. And I don't feel like Grayson was that guy. Mm. Interesting. Nothing to do with his personality really didn't have anything to do do with his play either because he's a good player. Um, uh, More about just, you know, the overarching. you know, position on the, or the overarching, uh, direction of the team. Yeah. I actually, I saw him in Chicago, um, when I was heading out and, uh, I was just like, yeah, man, you gotta, you know, um, essentially what we're talking about. I was like, you know, at the end of the day out there on the field, you just got to get it done, you know, like, and then if you don't get it done, don't, don't say anything, you know, just like legitimately try your hardest to comprehend what's going on without having to dig too deep in any direction and try to put it together on your own terms you know obviously ask for advice but sometimes when you beat the drum too much it's it's just too much you know we 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 just need to get it done and that's all there is to it so i know he'll be coming back and uh he'll be you know chomping at the bit to to make pushes yeah and he he was out there helping us yeah in uh, in chicago Mm -hmm. so shout out to grayson he's a he's a great player and he's a he's a really good guy so you know if um you know, he could, he could play. He's a, he's a professional caliber player. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He can ball, he can ball and he's right there. It's just, you know, um, it's sticking with it and jumping those hurdles. He's got a couple hurdles to jump and, and then, 
you know, who knows? He could be he could be one of the best in the world. It's just it's just putting the pieces together there. Yeah, and he's a really nice kid too. So shout out yeah. to Grayson if you're listening. Shout out to Grayson. Um, shout out to Grayson. Dynasty House, crazy story. What do we got? What's what's a great crazy story from the OG Dynasty House? Uh, I mean, it's basically the third ring of hell. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can read Genesis and uh, you know, or, or go look at Hieronymus Bosch, another great painter. Um, the 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 right hand side of the Garden of Earthly Delights um, is a uh, a. a uh, actually a portrait of the paintball house <laughs> so uh, yeah I, I mean a lot of debauchery there one yeah. time one time we uh we i don't know who lit the couch on fire but there was a couch what? outside and the, there was this this couch like got lit on fire and it got out of control oh, and no. we all ran and the only one that stayed there was ryan and the, the cops and fire department came busting in to, to put this couch fire out and uh, Ryan thought he was going to get arrested, and, and the cops are just like, hey, welcome back to school, boys. Like, <laughs> SDSU, just like mayhem. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, there was a, lot of, uh, a lot of debauchery that went on there. Fun times. Dude, that is funny. So I think we're pretty much through the Discord questions. I have uh, now possibly the most important question in the show, our iconic question from Quinn yeah. Nadeau. Shout right. It's fantastic. Um, really excited. We're going to be able to have this segment on each episode and, and tie in with what Quinn's doing. But the iconic question for this PTG episode is going to be, you started your competitive paintball career with homegrown teams like the Monkees and Lofty with Oliver Lang, Yosh Rao, and Ryan Greenspan. Was there a point during this early portion of your career where you knew something special with these teams and a potential career in this game with your best friends was about to happen? Uh, the, the answer to that is not at all because I didn't even know that pro paintball existed. We were just out there having fun when we all met each other. It's like, we weren't, uh, I, yeah. I mean, there was no aspiration to like go be a pro paintball player. So, you know, Eric Crandall who owned the paintball field and or ran the paintball field. And he was also, uh, coincidentally, my little sister's softball coach, um, was like, hey, there's a tournament. You should come play. So I like got my dad and Oliver. I mean, we were straight newbies, right? And uh, <laughs> like we we like had just bought our 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 stuff like the weekend before. Like we were fairly <laughs> self equipped. And I, I think Murray, who was my buddy, actually played with a rental gun in the tournament of the M sixty eight. So we played this tournament. We got slaughtered. We got like the sportsmanship award, which is like you know <laughs> you suck basically. But it, it was free entry to the next. Thanks tournament. for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming, and you can come back because here's free entry to the next tournament, right? So then we started building the team, right? We're like, all right, we got to play the next tournament. Like this is for real now. So, um, and then I think I cut Oliver in between the first and second tournament. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. And then he played with his team Positive Impact, and he's had a chip on his shoulder ever since. But it's because of his attitude. It wasn't because of his uh, his playing. He's a good player. I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> he was all high on his horse, dude. He, he, he was like a great skateboarder, right? So everyone in the skate community was like, they loved him. So he was used to just being worshipped by the like the the local and but i wasn't i wasn't having it yeah look at him now <laughs> yeah. oh that's crazy uh i had a that's just so crazy i did not know that before i did paintball i had a six foot by 20 foot half pipe in my front yard and i would just skate till the sun would set from sun up to sundown yeah dude oliver was amazing he was uh he was um i think in middle school still and he was like a huge advocate for like allowing skaters to to um to skate yeah and he like was pro he like organized these rallies and went out in front of city hall in the town we lived in and eventually they built a skate park 
wow. basically because of him because of him and and uh you know a bunch of other kids that that like were trying to tell people that they're not you know hoodlums there's just kids wanting to skateboard and um, yeah that's sick you know, I think because he was involved in that skate side of things, like he really saw, um, you know, the, uh, possibilities with paintball. Like he was like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's pro paintball. Like I know what pro skating is like, that's, you know, it could be like that, mm-hmm. you know, but I never saw it that way. So I, I wasn't like, Oh yeah, we're going to build a pro team and go like play in the MPPL. Cause I didn't even know the MPPL was a thing. <laughs> I thought the Maryland cup was the the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rally the troops, man. That's what it's all about. That's awesome. Wow. Awesome, man. Well, Alex, MVP, legend, goat, hormesis god, king of the world right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. You're on the top of the mountain, baby. I'm just trying to be a good dad. Yeah, amen, huh? That's the truth. God, I had to take my... I had to take my son to the dentist for the first time today, and it's been a rough day. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's the most rewarding though. There's nothing, there's nothing higher than that for sure. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, when they tell you they love you or tell you to, you know, get out of my room, dad. (laughs) Melt you though. Melt you. Yeah. You're, you're telling us Alice isn't a fan of your dad jokes anymore. Oh no, she doesn't want, she doesn't want any part of it. She (laughs) does. She does like this one that, um, that, uh, that Blake taught me the other day though, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you right now. So <laughs> oh, we got um, a joke. It, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's how you do it. You, you, so if you, you gotta have something round like this, he's got scissors you can make, for the YouTubers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a round thing and it's, it's, you can make a duck call out of it. So you can, you know, call ducks for like duck hunting. Uh-huh. Right. Hold on. That's how you do it. Hold on. It's not working. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Calling all ducks, calling all ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so she she likes that she likes that one that's a great one <laughs> dude yeah. hey and you're the yeah. real mvp for being on this wired in phone for two hours again dude you're <laughs> you're corded into the computer with a phone up to your ear this whole time so you're you are the mvp of- i haven't even switched ears <laughs> no you haven't that that's impressive oh man this one's sensitive <laughs> <laughs> that was the first was ear switch switching. of the whole show You've been dialed in. Al, thank you so much for everything, man. Um, we love you. We appreciate you so much. And and on behalf of the PTG community, thank you for um, donating those amazing bands to the community. That's going to be outstanding. We can't wait Word. to get those out to hey, everybody. Congrats oh. to you, Marcelo and uh, Tyler. You and me, uh, we need to have a, a sit down and, um, you know, get our get our affairs in order. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, over over a couple of martinis, which uh, Randy can pay for. <laughs> martinis. <laughs> yeah. Sarge. Like on hey, Sarge. Hey, and guys, yeah. also along with those Hormesis Dynasty headbands, we have a Dynasty first place Windy City Major medal uh, that we're also going to be giving away for the community too. So stay awesome. tuned. Uh, in the Discord, we, uh, we're going to be hooking you guys up. It's fantastic. Dude, Alex, love you guys. Love you, dude. Love Thank you, you so much. You, are, kings. you are too, See brother. you both soon. See you, bro. Peace. Peace. All right, PTG fam. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on that episode. Man, that was amazing. Alex is always one of the most honest and real individuals that you're ever going to get to talk to. He isn't afraid to open up and let you into his mind and, and the type of things that he's working to overcome to become such a fantastic person, player, human, father, uh, business owner, whatever it is. He he is who he is because he is so real and open with himself. And I hope you guys were able to uh, understand that and get that from this show. 
Uh, if you guys would like, you can head over to ptgpaintball.com. Get in on the action. Join our Discord. Our Discord is absolutely amazing. It's blowing up. People are having a ton of fun in there. We have a great community we're building and tons of amazing giveaways. If you guys want in on the awesome giveaway that Alex is doing for the PTG supporters, you can get in on that. We also have, again, the medal. Our website is brought to you by Rusty Glaze at Constant Pursuit. If you guys need a website done, Rusty is your guy. All right, PTG fam. We will see you, as always, very soon.